Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Over Manga Cast. That time we woke up in a podcast and had to explain manga, our heated adventures, overanalyzing manga that we find interesting. On this episode, we read Sakamoto Days, chapters 1 through 18, but more importantly, we have a returning guest. Jump Cody joins us this episode, so stay tuned and enjoy the show. My name is Sam, and welcome back to the Over Manga Cast, where this week uh, we are taking a look at uh, Sakamoto Days uh, on Shonen Jump. And normally this is the time where we would talk about our familiarity with the franchise, but speaking of Shonen Jump, we have a special guest. It's Jump Cody, returned once again. Hello, sir. How are you today? Oh my gosh, I am honored to be here. Thanks for having me back. We were talking a few minutes ago. I was just like, oh man, these guys, they don't even want to hear from me again. Probably gave no insightful knowledge whatsoever. <laughs> I'm Cody or Jump Cody on Twitter. Uh, if you want to find me there, my uh, intro today consists of my most popular tweet was about NFTs, um, not about the podcasts I've done whatsoever in my time at Show and Jump. So that's how successful I am. I feel like look, it could have been uh, verified just from one tweet. And that's, look, when that's it comes to Twitter, you take the low-hanging fruit. <laughs> like <laughs> That was a fun couple of minutes when I saw that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that no, sad. Shonen Jump is not doing NFTs. Please no, stop. We're not. <laughs> yeah, we are not. We are not. And we, we made that perfectly clear. Um, can't make everyone happy, but definitely made masses happy that day. That was that was a that was a good win. So um, our social media guy literally was like Came like a hero <laughs> tweet with his tweets. So I like chimed in and was trying to like read into everything. And it was like, I had like one comment because I had no idea what an NFT was. And other people were just kind of like, what? Like, what are, what are people talking about? And then like instantly I like tweeted that. And like, of course, like some of my coworkers like, we know what NFTs are, Cody. Like you shouldn't have said that. And I was like, okay. But like, there was definitely a mass like moment of like, what in the flip is happening and why are people referencing nfts when that is not what we're doing whatsoever um <laughs> we have a shonen jump store now with cool like products check it out that's my plug you know check it out there's a really cool maroon like bleach hoodie that i just i love i hope i can get my hands on it but we wanted to the masses to purchase it first so not allowed to purchase mm. any of the, the product yet so get a if you get a cool shonen jump hoodie tweet at me tell me about it how awesome it is so my that's my intro today not even about sakamoto days <laughs> <laughs> but i'm happy to be here happy to talk about this really cool series we're happy to have you back and uh you may notice dear listeners that we uh do not have jay with us today uh it turns out it was an unexpectedly sunny day when we decided to record so she needed to retreat to the coffin uh, and of course, big thanks to Cody for uh, stepping up and uh, returning. I, I feel so official now. We have not not just a guest star, a returning guest star, which I think is uh, the next step in the magic uh, spell that makes us an official podcast. Yeah, mm. feel it feels so real. I think you're one mm. guest spot away from being friend of the pod. <laughs> oh, that's a, I, I want to get in on that promo. Okay, let me know when that promo is available. Like, you know, friends of the over manga cast, right? Like, you know, if you, you know, I could like add that to my byline on Twitter. I'd, I'd be honored to. So, 
Um, no, happy to be here. Definitely happy to be here. I uh, there's so many people out here podcasting about manga and anime and all these great things that are happening. And and obviously, I'm biased to my employer because um, <laughs> I love Shonen Jump, but it's just so cool. It's like so cool being like on the Twitterverse, and I'm just like, oh man, like cool. Look at this. Like look at all these people like mm-hmm. tweeting about these great new series and. Uh, we have a new series coming out by the time this is probably live there'll be a new series even out on shonen jump so um it's just so cool like i love it and people are just like feeding off of it you know most days the comments are all good you know some days comments people like want something different or whatever but it's just like oh it's just like feed me this energy people so every time i see you guys tweeting or like liking a tweet or like talking about your series that you guys are enjoying i'm like yes yes like feeding the machine because it's it's fun to see what what comes out Mm-hmm. feed the mighty algorithm yeah i mean you're you're in you're in good company with me at the very least because i have always been a big lover of shonen jump uh i've mentioned many times how much i love dragon ball and Yu-Gi-Oh. so mm-hmm. have you guys uh you guys uh, played master duel uh, i haven't i i've been uh playing another yeah. thing uh another Yu-Gi-Oh thing uh I've, I've been like going through like i'll occasionally just go through my old collection of Yu-Gi-Oh video games uh nightmare trobador is one of my favorites oh and, I, that, I had that game no was that on ds it, yeah that was the ds one or it was one of the first ds ones i had that it was a good one it was a good game mm-hmm. good game unfortunately Unfortunately, I've not gotten around to Master Duel, but what uh, seeing clips from Rhyme Style on Twitter about it is very funny. <laughs> but uh, what we are here for today is Sakamoto Days. And uh, as always here at the top of the show, we like to talk about what our familiarity with the property we read this week is. For me, this was uh, it, it was just something that kept popping up in my recommended and i what it was like mm. i i would just see you know title sakamoto days the little uh icon that jump has on the uh on the website which is just uh our main character uh pointing a scanner gun at the viewer and also an actual gun and i'm like <laughs> okay this is gonna be some wacky thing i don't know how i got into my head that somehow it was some sort of post-apocalypse thing i think i might have just been reading uh, something of that vibe when I first saw it. And I'm like, obviously, these two things are related. But uh, no, that that was just about it until uh, we came to uh, this fine podcast. How about you, Cody? What's your familiarity with Sakamoto Days? Oh my gosh. So um, luckily, I uh, got to jump into it right away uh, with our uh, on hiatus podcast, the Shonen Jump podcast, right out of the gate. It was definitely one of my my favorite series. I, I know the editor, uh, the American editor, obviously the English the English version editor. And so I've I just jumped in. It came out in November of 2020. And it um, really, I think, struck in like a good chord and balance of like, shonen action manga but also some of that humor and that like not gag humor that shonen jump does but home like uh you know the um slice of life it, it's kind of in the same postal code as uh one punch man in the vibes mm. style yes yes i if you could take one punch man and spy family think you would get I think you'd get sakamoto days or something I, close well i would say also sprinkle in just a little bit of gintama because it, it, it does have some pretty strong Gintama vibes. It's got some strong Gintama vines. Um, yeah. But uh, also uh, for me personally, it like rings a lot of, um, I'm blanking on the, the full title, but uh, Reborn. Oh. Um, uh, 
the the other one with the it's about the baby mafioso who shoots people with a gun that makes you come back to life and fulfill your greatest passions. <laughs> that sounds oddly specific. It sounds oddly specific and obviously uh, kind of interesting, but I, I don't know what I, that I is. Can't but name I off the top of my head. It's gonna come back to you like mm. mid episode. I can tell. Yeah, when you're not thinking about it. Uh, so yeah, Matt, what uh, what's your familiarity with uh, Sakamoto Days? So yeah, uh, my familiarity is pretty much the same as Sam's. Uh, whenever I'd open up my Shonen Jump app, uh, I'd notice it there. I'm like, yeah, that looks like a manga. It's people holding guns, sure. Um, and then uh, because I do the uh, over MangaCast Twitter account, I see a lot of manga Twitter. And man, does manga Twitter like posting panels from this, uh, sometimes completely out of context. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Especially when things get canceled. There's a there's a certain scene they love posting when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I can um, only I'm, imagine. Yeah, I'm trying to I like want to like scroll through Twitter right now and be like, all right, which one did you like or retweet that uh, that really caught your attention? Um, <laughs> right, that opening chapter, right with the gun and the like shopping scanner from a grocery store, instantly makes you think like, okay, like is this a convenience store like? shoot em up manga that uh, i don't know I, I don't know i just there's so much going on mm -hmm. right off the bat and and you mm -hmm. it, they really put you in this world of it kind of like you're like in a part of this assassin's guild thing right and i'm kind of quoting x-men there but uh <laughs> yeah you know like you're just kind of like okay like i'm in this like this whole organizational feel and but they're at the same time it's like this is just a dude living at home with his wife and his kid <laughs> You know, like it really brings it back to you. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sure you've worked at a convenience store. <laughs> I also had a bit of the uh, element of uh, my familiarity with it was largely there was a while when Shonen Jump had it as its banner. Just the the fact that it's it's the main character with the with the scanner gun. I don't think that there's a better way of advertising what the series is about. That sort of like sketchy stuff. Like I get, I get where Sam is saying that like it has this post-apocalyptic feel because it's like a really sketchy art style that that mm -hmm. feel that feels almost mm -hmm. grungy but not quite. And then there's just the 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 um the barcode scanner. <laughs> like <laughs> if there's a better way of of describing the identity of Sakamoto Days, I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, I I think you I hit I think you hit the nail on the head. I I've never really associated the apocalyptic vibe. Right, there's there's definitely this. Um, I don't know if it's in the lettering style or in the uh, art, like the the art itself. That just when something seems like almost like ran down, it's, right? Like the world seems mm -hmm. like it's like yeah. collapsing around this character or these this group of characters, as we'll talk about. But um, and something about Sakamoto himself, like his character design, kind of feels like. Uh, one of those subversive stories where it's like, oh, it's a post-apocalypse, except it's just this regular dude who's now living in the wasteland. <laughs> yes, yes, I see it. I see it. That that <laughs> alone was that exactly is right. That's it's this dude <laughs> who just wants to eat ramen and and sweet buns and uh, yeah, yes, and hang out with his kid. And everything's gone to hell. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Yes. Who is our eponymous Sakamoto? Uh, we learn in the uh, opening pages that once upon a time he was the most powerful hitman in all of the underworld, Taro Sakamoto. He could knife down dozens of goons, uh, eliminate them by the score. No one was more powerful than him, and every 
uh, every villain in Japan feared him. And then one day he fell in love. And now he's retired. <laughs> yeah, he gave up on the life of telling. He, he took to retirement arguably well, I'd say well. <laughs> he certainly tries to. <laughs> I, yeah. I think I really like um, Sakamoto's personality isn't so much John Wick in that he found love and now he's just like, yeah, I'm a much gentler person. He's very much, you know, I could easily go back into killing. My wife just wouldn't be happy with it. And, you know. Happy at home really is the most important thing. <laughs> hey, hey, if any of yeah. you know, it's happy wife, happy life. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It, this is like spot on in that in that realm. I think he would have <laughs> killed everybody, though. Because like we we because of the character that we meet at, uh, right after Sakamoto, we uh, uh, we get a lot of peeks into Sakamoto's mind and uh, the uh, the reflex is still there very much so. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the first time they did one of those panels, uh, I didn't notice the little like thought bubble circles going mm-hmm. down to the, like the, the actual panel. And it took me it, it took me an extra read to be like, oh, I see what happened. Yeah, I think I think that is the brilliance of this series. If I if I do, if I may say so myself, um, that that was the moment when I knew that this series was was different. And And what I mean by that is because. I'll give more description too for people that haven't read it, right? The idea that have Sakamoto, this mild-mannered hitman that is retired, trying to live out the family life, um, but obviously there's a world that's trying to pull him back in. Um, and in this case, uh, Shin is introduced his old part, like an old partner, an old like employee of his hitman days. And he is a clairvoyant, right? So he, at first, you're like, okay, cool. He, like, there's some magical powers. Like, this is, you know, shonen. I'm with it. Then on this, uh, that doubles as a like a literary device, right? Because and a and a comical device because he is literally like a translator for Sakamoto, right? So mm-hmm. Suzuki Sensei really came up with this cool concept because a thought bubble, like seeing that panel of like. Sakamoto's imagining like stabbing him in the neck with a pencil or a knife. You're like, oh my god, he just killed him. And then you like you see that it's a very subtle, but the thought bubbles trickling down from Sakamoto's brain or from his head, you know, below in the panel below. And then Sheen's like, you just imagine killing me, right? And you have to like take your ticket back. <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh, anything, I see. He, yes, exactly. Anything like he like doesn't say Sheen is gonna pick up on. And then they run with that and the like going forward in the chapters we'll be talking about. Um, and I just that that's what that's what hooked me into this series. Like that alone was it the is, win. It's such a compelling dynamic. There is such a long period where Sakamoto literally says nothing at any point, And you start to wonder if like, is he mute? No, he's just very soft spoken. But you get such a you get such a complete understanding, not just of who he presents to the world, but his true inner self, because Shin will be there commenting on what's going on. <laughs> Why are said. you thinking about snapping my neck right now? <laughs> yeah. And then there's just like a little there's just like a little thought bubble of him saying, don't sit there because Shin was sitting on the, like a display stand or something. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I love how just um, straightforward this manga is with the whole super supernatural powers thing it's like is he he's a clairvoyant this is like page 10 (laughs) after we get the brief uh 
introduction to Sakamoto's backstory. It's like, oh yeah, he he was this super cool, super skilled assassin. Okay. And then, all right, we've got a mind reader. And that's just like, well, that is all my uh, expectations of what this universe can do. Immediately uh, thrown off of the nearest cliff. I Mm. am now willing to accept anything. And that is just, it's really good to just pull that pin right away. It it justifies taking uh, Sakamoto's John Wick into the shonen tier. (laughs) Yeah, because uh, without that, without that, I feel like because um, like one of the one of the really cool things, like you know, in the um, I don't, I think it's in the first chapter where we get the fight between uh, Shin and Sakamoto. It's yeah, it's in the first chapter because it's a long one. I every time I read a new Shonen Jump thing, I like my brain knows that the first chapter is unusually long because it's a, a it's a pitch chapter, but it mm-hmm. always gives me heart palpitations every time. Uh, we get a we get a fight between um, Sakamoto and Shin because Shin wants Sakamoto to come back into the the hitman life because you know leaving means death that you know classic which like it it plays it plays melodramatically for comedy and um, but like the the fight that we get between the two of them is it's just a shonen fight like it's the kind of thing that you would see in a series like Yu Yu Hakusho or early Dragon Ball. Uh, you know, like not like world breaking crazy, but like they're they're like moving at like near vanish speeds uh, mm-hmm. and just like taking for granted that, yeah, Shin can read minds. We're not going to we're not going to go into this too deeply because it doesn't matter kind of excuses that element of it, because one thing that really struck me is that it did such a good job of balance. The comedy was really funny, but the action scenes were just really good classic shonen fight scenes. And I really mm-hmm. appreciated that they like like they didn't unintentionally leak into each other which i think you know could have you know caused problems for it it balances that so well which is something that really stood out to me especially early on mm-hmm. yeah it does a very good job of walking the tightrope yeah, i yeah. agree i totally agree it um definitely in that and i think john wick is a really good reference there um i also feel that that ability again with the mind reading almost gives like a fourth wall break, right? That that you get with like a Deadpool. You know, mm, yeah. So like the humor is so directed towards us as the reader. Um so it just it just makes you chuckle. It just makes you like kind of like uh you know like those little moments between Shin and, and Sakamoto are, are so enjoyable and clever. It's also and it just breaks up the monotony. Yeah, Shin has a very strong audience surrogate element to him. Like, like he, yeah, he if what... you could, if someone who was reading the manga was also in universe, that's who Shin would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, it's almost like he's like telling the story. Uh, to us, yeah. Yes. And so that, that just makes it that much more relatable, um, especially in this, in this like very like, normal world but oh guess what there's guys with people with powers <laughs> but yeah the the fight between um sakamoto and shin uh goes about as well as you think taking on the world's most like amazing assassin goes he basically gets one shot into a display case and then uh wakes up in his family in uh, sakamoto's family home uh matt we're skipping over my <laughs> instantly one of my favorite feats that sakamoto does because uh i'm pretty sure this man ha- has like a grunge ag- a grudge against bullets because of all the different ways he will just avoid getting shot yeah. in the most disrespectful manner <laughs> because <laughs> shin almost shoots him and he deflects 
the shot away by spitting out a cough drop. Yep. <laughs> yep. And they only get more absurd. And, yeah. and Shin is just willing to accept that. He's like, he blocked my shot with a cough drop, but it's not in the what? It's in the ah, just what I'd expect from the legendary Mr. Sakamoto. <laughs> Oh, that, that element of taking the absurdity for granted. Shin has also worked with Sakamoto before, I think. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, so he, yeah. he does he does know to some extent uh, what to expect from him. Uh, really, really, the surprise for Shin is that, wow, he hasn't really atrophied as much as it looks, because uh, like, they make a lot of jokes about Sakamoto's chin. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's uh, it's he, great. He's let himself go a bit in the past five years. Yes. And I think that's another winning moment of this manga because it, we we also see it with one of our other popu really popular series. And I got to give it a shout out while we have the chance to. Kaiju number eight. If you haven't read it, please flip and pick it up. It's so good. Um, and it's it's on our list. It's mm -hmm. so good because Afka, the main character and Sakamoto are both your average, ordinary, everyday man. They're both. 30s, if not older, for Sakamoto. And it's against that, like, almost against that shonen code of, like, oh, it's got to be, like, young Goku, right? Like, it's got to be young Yugi, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, Yusuke, right? It's got to be this, like, teenage boy, right, that, like, gets these powers and, and goes up. It's, no, these guys are, like, legit my age and, like, inspire me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it inspires, <laughs> inspires me if I get a little bit, bit of a beer gut that I'll still be able to be quick and nimble enough <laughs> to block bullets, all right? Like, that's that's a win. And, and in Kaiju number eight, Kafka is very similar um, because he's just a normal, average, everyday Joe. And it gets and thrown in, he's thrown into this, you know, outstanding, amazing, created universe, right, with a Kaiju, right? But in Sakamoto Days, it's very still, again, right? Like, oh, yep, he's just on the mill gas station owner type guy. And uh, by the way, he can really kick some butt. <laughs> And he's he's, uh, he's faster than his his chub his chubbiness leads on, and it, I love it. I love every second of it. So definitely another winning point of this manga for sure. The way I described it a few times, sending like screen caps to uh, the Over Manga Cast Discord and uh, a few other uh, friends, it's like this manga is the embodiment of the shopkeeper is a retired level twenty adventurer. <laughs> yes. That that old chestnut from the D D scene. <laughs> why do you not bully the shopkeeper? Because he's got 20 levels in fighter, that's why. <laughs> Are you ready to get clowned like that? <laughs> Shin wasn't. No, he wasn't. He, you know, he thought he he thought he rolled pretty high on that roll there, and he thought, oh, you know, I can attack the shopkeeper, and the shopkeeper actually, you know, with plus 20 defense and plus 20, you know, agility was like, uh nah, bro, uh I'm way better than you've ever imagined oh, <laughs> love it it's a good that's a good way to describe it for sure but yeah uh shin survives uh the encounter which he's kind of amazed about and he is invited to family dinner <laughs> yeah and <laughs> hey, there, there there's uh Aoi sakamoto uh <laughs> do you do you want a second serving of meat buns and shin is so confused like how did i even get on the second floor home of the sakamoto store how did i get here <laughs> oh you were knocked out but we nursed you back to health you know typical pokemon play there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh shin's uh cold assassin heart is instantly melted by a delicious home-cooked meal that might be the secret to world peace guys we just everyone need a really home good home kicking 
eight, dude. Home cooking. Home cooking. Home kicking for the home cooking. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to let it go. It's I was like, going to let it go, and you just brought it right back. I was like, ah, oh, just let it go. You, you misspoke, Phil. Well, that's, a, that's exactly what happens. I'm pretty sure Sakamoto even kicks Shin first. It's home kicking into home cooking. That is the solution to world peace. If someone's not willing to talk, you knock them out with a kick to the head, and then you give them food. Everyone's friends now. I think this should be your new pitch. Anytime you do the podcast, just like home kicking into home cooking. <laughs> each each listener will be transported into a new place. Look, I, I'm not I'm not saying Emerald Lagasse isn't doing anything right now, but I bet we could convince him to come on board. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have my people talk to his people. We'll see what happens. Call call it the Overhunger Cast. Making oh man, that's a really good name. <laughs> that is today on the Overhunger Cast. Okay, uh, writing that one down for later. But, uh, <laughs> in the meantime, yes, in the meantime. So uh, Shin has found out that Sakamoto has not only retired from being an assassin, he has an adopted a no killing rule and is totally moved by the simplicity of a home life. And it's just like, man, you're right. I'm going to go back to my boss and I'm going to tell him Sakamoto's off the table. He's donezo. And if anything happens, I'll take the blame for him. Because Shin's a good guy. He is. I, I really like Shin. Like, we spend a lot of time literally in his head as he's kind of the perspective character. But so you're kind of expected to like him. But uh, he's he's just a delight. Yeah. Uh, again, there's a there's an audience surrogate element to him. You know, there there are cases where you can kind of forget that he was originally an assassin. Like they'll they'll jokingly like have a little box with an arrow pointed to him, ex assassin, just to remind <laughs> you that that's where he started off from. But uh, unfortunately for Shin, the uh, the assassin association, uh, say that five times fast, uh, doesn't accept this this new reality. And so they're like, well, we'll just kill Shin and then we'll kill Sakamoto. Unfortunately, they forgot he can read minds. So he, of course, objects to this strenuously, but is vastly outnumbered. Thankfully, Sakamoto is the best and bugged Shin <laughs> while he was asleep. He uh, hucks a smoke bomb into the room where this is happening and then uh they they, they do he a does... really good they do a really good job of making it unclear if sakamoto is slaughtering these people because there's a lot of blood but if you pay attention mm -hmm. you know he's not he's not like hitting people like in the neck he's like hitting them like in the arm the shoulder etc yeah, and he d he does gun kata with a taser it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> i like that gun kata with a taser uh yeah he he's very um Reminds me of, uh, oh, I don't want to go down that road. I was thinking of uh, an episode of Gundam. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it was just, it's no, very. Do, do not say the G word while Jake is here. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Um, I, I, I could go into that. Well, we, we, can, save, nope, we no. can save it for another day. Um, it just, it's just again shows Sakamoto's like overall ability is like far none, right? That he's able in the middle of really. A dozen plus people trying to kill him he's able to like i'm just going to disarm you to the point where i can like get shin and get out of here you know what i mean like i was just like oh okay like i would have slipped i would have i probably would have went for a jugular or two i would have been angry <laughs> i would have like oh you kicked me uh yeah you gotta die now no nope he is like cool like cool calm collected throughout the entire battle and he's just like i still got it it's pretty it's pretty impressive. I believe it's the next chapter we go to the next day. And like I said, it's one of those ones where like if you're paying close attention, you see that he's like using tasers and not 
you know, hitting people in in vital areas. But again, they do a good job of sort of obfuscating that. And uh, Shin is complimenting uh, Sakamoto on, wow, you iced all those guys. And then <laughs> Aoiha uh, hears that. If you're if you're going back to killing. I'm sorry, you did what? <laughs> you know, the family rules, which we get introduced to the family rules. You murder anyone, if you murder anyone, we're getting a divorce. And I'm like, I, <laughs> harsh but fair, but also maybe not harsh enough. <laughs> that, that, that feels that feels a bit disproportionate, but not in the correct way. <laughs> yeah, I uh, the, it's because because it's such an it's an effective threat. Yeah, it's so nonchalant right in this series that he just he didn't ice them he just batman them and then it was like you're that upset with him for doing that that you like he's just back to his normal self like you can't like he would she wouldn't even known the difference and it's like yep nope divorce like dang like just <laughs> there's pops the hammer there's I, the classic thing of there's the classic thing of uh badass husband is is scared of a uh, tiny wife which i enjoy mm -hmm. that when it's uh well written I also liked the font in the bubble uh, hyphened in between the words of divorce. So I like to think she spelled out the word divorce because she didn't <laughs> want to say it in front of their daughter. Oh, <laughs> that's a really good point. I remember her spelling it out as I was like rereading some of the chapters. And then I was like, how did she do that? But that makes total sense. D-I-V-O-R-C-E. <laughs> well, I mean, she's, a, she's afraid to say divorce in front of her daughter, but not... If you're going around killing people, then we're getting a... <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it owes to the world that we live in, because again, here, here's shit over here who's reading minds, and it's like nobody thinks that's weird. Oh, nope, not at all. That is, <laughs> that is a really good point. It just keep it... It's, it's a bit of subtle characterization for Mrs. Sakamoto as well, because it's like, okay, so this isn't the situation of wife stroke girlfriend of badass doesn't know that he was a badass or, or was it or was it like unaware of his violent past. It's like, no, she says that with the kind of like, have you been drinking again? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also that you get from like the classic long suffering wives of Western comics. Yeah, my favorite thing about um, I, I, I think I Aoi, I think, because we've... We do this every time. Yeah, if only Jay was here, because we've had this specific name before. Whatever. I think it's Aoi. Aoi. Uh, my favorite thing about her is, uh, not only does she know her husband's a badass, she's kind of into it, is the entire point of this chapter, <laughs> because she basically <laughs> yeah. lives her life like nothing can ever harm her. <laughs> because she's right. <laughs> oh no, Tara will save me. Uh, no, no problem. Lady, you're in a terrorist situation. <laughs> I'll be fine. Yeah. I just hope the ice cream doesn't melt. If I eat the ice cream before it melts, will they be mad at me? Hmm. <laughs> While someone's pointing a gun at her. Because uh, in this chapter, the main plot is that uh, she gets caught in a bus jacking because a group of terrorists are upset that their favorite manga got canceled a little too early <laughs> and are... <laughs> Do you understand the pain of having your favorite manga discontinued? Yes. <laughs> yes. And as as the uh, Shonen Jump representative here, uh, yes, I, I have the pain, too. It's not just like <laughs> the people, you know, like back to the Twitter comments, like, why'd you kill that series? Why is that series? 
Like, dude, I would love to sit and tell you why. I would love to go through this whole political, bureaucratic, and data-driven process with you. Please, please let me let me sit and tell you all this. But obviously, it wouldn't change. Like, you're never gonna change people's minds. They're, they they're gonna miss the series, and the series that gets you know if they get canceled, they get canceled. That's just how this process works. See? So that's why if you you can never win, and that's why you just go. It's because I hate you personally. And then the conversation just ends and you win. <laughs> See, but Matt, Cody has to be yes. diplomatic. Yes. I can't say yeah. I hate any of you. Like, I, I love every single person that's a fan of Show oh. Jump. Like, I have to. Like, I do feel these people's pain, right? And you, I would not take mm-hmm. a bus, but... Uh, I was gonna say there, yeah. there's a there's a ceiling of what you're willing to do, mm-hmm. but I like I mean I know that pain too. I've seen good stuff, uh, you know, fade away into that long good night. And guys, guys, these are terror. These are bus terrorists. How do we know they're upset that a good series got canceled? Come on here, maybe it's something that deserved it. That is a <laughs> That's fair. That's true. That's true. It could have been some trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We will never know because uh, Sakamoto and Shin leap into action. <laughs> Sakamoto notices that uh, Aoi is in the bus that is like speeding towards uh, the side of a building. I believe this is where we get the flashback when uh, the family rules get established, which it's one of those ones where it's like, that's a really effective scene. This comedy manga did some real drama here and it worked. I love it when that happens. Uh, The uh, again, that that like behind the scenes almost fourth wall break not that this is really a fourth wall break this is just some more of a memory flashback uh breaks up the stereotypical this is just a shonen manga i'm gonna fight and punch everybody and win and so it, it oh man innocent so beautiful innocent bystanders accidentally getting drawn into flashbacks is my favorite gag in this manga <laughs> <laughs> were you just having a flashback yeah. <laughs> very true it's it's really well done uh, and uh, the flashback that we actually get is is really cool because uh, it's of when Sakamoto and Aoi were uh, like still dating. Like they 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 knew each other and had known each other for a while. What Aoi does is again going into that like she knows her boyfriend is a complete badass. She says if you keep killing people, uh, you know I don't I don't want the the blood stained gift that you're giving me. She basically throws herself off of a cliff. It's so weird because she says it, it seems like just an average breakup thing. Like, well, if you're just going to keep doing this, I can't accept this. I don't we can't be together. And she's like storming off. And it seems like a classic breakup thing. And then she jumps off the cliff and goes, bye bye. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> like, Wait, it's such a non- hold on. It's such a it's so intentionally a non sequitur. And the moment at the end of it, because obviously Sakamoto saves her because, you know, he's he's a completely normal guy who can jump off of a uh, uh, off of a 30 foot cliff and be fine with a uh, snowbank um, <laughs> because this is still a comedy series. But um, the the thing that she says is, if I had died, you'd be sad. Right. And he says, yeah. And she says, everyone who you kill, no matter how awful they are, everyone you kill there's someone who would be sad that they're no longer alive. So that's why I don't want you to kill anymore. And then there, there's Shin who, you know, I like not quite literally to tears for me, but there's Shin like crying and I'm like, yep, me too, buddy. <laughs> like, oh, that's so sweet. I understand yeah, now. Yeah, it, it, it's such a like, 
back Suzuki Sensei here again, right? Like win because you have this very like touching moment that like wow, like a really good way to think like I shouldn't murder people. That's a really like that that spoke to me as a person, not that I'm a murderer, but you know what I mean? It speaks to you. <laughs> it speaks to you. I and, certainly hope uh, not. Hey man, you should see my Twitter after dark. No, um anyway, uh <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. Uh, no, no, no. Um it's the way it speaks to empathy and understanding that there, you know, there. Everyone has somebody who would be who would be hurt by Sad to your see passing. Them go, yeah. So that being said, if you ever need help or need a friend, there's numbers you can call and people you can reach out to. Wait, sorry, I just had a <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, like that. Honestly, that's that's kind of why the moment works because it really does take it that seriously. Like, there's the fantastical element of like jumping off of a cliff and all, but like that is a real, you know. A very real moment and i really appreciate it it's not the only time when when we'll have uh really at, like like not jokey not fighty shonen but just re you know really good emotional moments what the thing that i really liked about this like it like again all the same reasons that you you guys said it's an effective scene but uh the situation has called this moment to uh not just uh sakamoto's mind but also uh Aoi's mind and she's just kind of sitting there on the bus it's such like a mundane panel of her like like resting her elbow on the window and leaning on her hand like yeah just riding the bus that was pretty reckless of me back then <laughs> <laughs> and it's like okay good i'm glad you acknowledged that that was nutty <laughs> <laughs> and also it, it just further enhances the insanity of she is currently involved in a terrorist uh activity as an unwitting victim and she's just still reclining on the bus like this is a uh <laughs> reminiscing one of her dates with her now for five years husband like this is your name or something <laughs> yeah it's and then and then the in, insanity resumes yeah the insanity resumes where uh sakamoto uses a stop sign to to stop the bus <laughs> i loved it. kind of wearing a bunny mask but not really <laughs> Uh-huh. We get a little bit of an action scene of uh Shin, you know, wire fooing his way into the bus and uh, you know, beating up some of the terrorists, and then he's like, uh, hey, bus driver, you can stop the bus now, and he turns around and the guy's uh legs are chained to the gas pedal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See, I I thought for a second it was gonna be a speed situation where it's like, they've rigged the bus to explode if I don't stop driving. Yeah. But no, it's it, it's even wackier, which fitting. Yes. How do you get on the bus and decide that you're gonna go tie this dude up on the bus? I don't. I just. Yeah, I don't. Overly elaborate reaction to. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I need to stop thinking about it and just go back to to being a good series. <laughs> like, now that we're really discussing it out um, in the open, I'm like, how did he just let them get the chain? I get it. He would hold them back, and then. Plus, would the bus be driving? Would he have just pushed his feet down on the ground, which would have been... I, yeah, okay. There there are logistical questions that the manga makes a point of not answering yes. to its comedic benefit. Yes. Uh, and then... And we, we cut to later that night, where uh, since they had a bit of a fight in the morning, uh, Family Rules Article 12, the Sakamoto's treat each other to a nice dinner. And it's really cute. And, and on the news, a mysterious masked man who stopped the runaway bus. Yeah. <laughs> Sakamoto's like ah crap we didn't mention in detail the way that he he did in fact use a stop sign to stop the bus that seems perfectly logical 
Uh, he planted the stop sign in the concrete <laughs> and then used it as a wedge yes. <laughs> to hold the bus in place until it stopped going forward. Yes. <laughs> you know, like a normal person. Yeah, I don't, yeah, just no big deal. Using leverage and fulcrums to stop a bus, all the meanwhile, though, the force of a bus at that speed, of course wouldn't, of course wouldn't break that pole, but oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Inertia is a property of matter. Look, considering the supernatural stuff that ends up happening in this series, I wouldn't be shocked if they make uh, things like uh, like uh, stop signs and whatnot uh, and whatnot out of like unobtainium or something. If you guys want to talk about elementary school science, you guys can go on and do an episode on Dr. Stone, okay? <laughs> Very fair. Yeah, I'll uh, do that for another day because yeah, the stuff in Doctor Stone just blows my mind. But it's kind of cool that like there's some scientific like love and passion behind it. But continue, good sir. Shin has a disguise that actually looks cool. Uh, he also actually uses that disguise more than once, which, you know, having having a thing you can put over your face and a hood to put up seems like something smart when you're uh, when you're an ex assassin. But Sakamoto is. A relatively noticeable fellow for a lot of reasons but um uh because they're famous uh we get a bit where they're at a carnival and uh of course the uh, carnival game is rigged so uh shen can't you know cork gun snipe the the little thing to get the prize and then sakamoto immediately wins everything at the stand and gets the guy really mad at him <laughs> You get that bit. And then we get to I think this is probably going to be the only like meaningful complaint I have about like all of Sakamoto days is some of the female characters can look very similar because we get we get introduced to Officer uh, Nakase, who has very short, dark hair and a like kind of distinctive blush that looks that makes her look a lot like Aoi. <laughs> and I was a little bit confused. I was like, is Aoi in the police now? She's a <laughs> she's a totally disconnected character. There there is that that element of the the female faces look a little bit homogenous, but hey, they're also <laughs> really cute. So you know, not gonna complain. Not, not the worst complaint in the world. Uh, of course, I mean, and, I just and, assumed uh, it was like Pokemon, right? Every nurse Joy and Officer Jenny yeah. is like, oh and yeah, and Officer Jenny is the yeah, same, right? The same yeah, <laughs> you've got. You've got stock factory model, nice, cute girls. <laughs> At first, she's just uh, going to like ticket the bike is in an illegal parking space. This is a this is a Moomin Rider pedal bike. So like there there is uh, that bit of fun. And then uh, she also it's mostly Shin because, again, Sakamoto barely speaks. But uh, Shin mentions in passing something that wasn't public knowledge about the bus jacking. And we get a what we get you... a chase scene. I'm, I'm sorry. What was that you said? What do you know about that illegal act of vigilantism? Nothing, nothing at all. <laughs> you you sure, sure about that? You sure about that? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bye. I don't know anything about the old people that were on that bus. How did he know old people were on that bus? Man, the zip. <laughs> I, I got to give props. Whatever Sakamoto is doing for his neighborhood is amazing because the amount of people who see him actively running away from a police officer and just go, oh, hey, Mr. Sakamoto, having a good day? They don't, <laughs> they don't try and stop him. They don't hold that against him. They're like, look, if he's running from the police, he's got a good reason. Sakamoto's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. And it, I mean, it's, to it's be fair, same, they are like, right. <laughs> it's like that same community camaraderie energy you get out of chapter one of Demon Slayer before everything goes to hell. You know, when 
entendres just wandering around town being a good boy. Mm, yeah. But, but but in this, it's it's somehow dialed up to a greater level of insanity than demon attack. Yeah. Well, yeah, because because the big difference is in this version, as Matt mentioned, he's running from a police officer. That should be <laughs> cause for concern, but somehow it isn't. My favorite of their attempted esca uh, escapes is they hide in those uh, those cutouts, you know, that you stick your head through for a picture. And <laughs> Sakamoto's uh, jowls get stuck. <laughs> he just uh, runs away with the cardboard cutout. My favorite is when they hide in the food stall and the food vendor says you have to buy 20 of these now. <laughs> sure thing, chief. <laughs> well, yeah, shit is like, but we've already eaten. And here's Sakamoto already, <laughs> already grabbing them. Man likes his food. We're, we're about to see how much he likes his food uh, because... Uh, we get into uh, we get into um, the plot, the A plot of this. <laughs> Officer Nakase is, you know, doing her, you know, like like we get a character building scene of, oh, you were top at the academy. yet You chose to uh, move to this uh, small town. Oh, well, I lived here like like you get the classic standard stuff. Um, uh, I I have a feeling we'll be seeing her again because they did a lot of character building for her to not show up again. But um. But she's she's stopping some punks who are harassing a girl and in the process uh, dislodges a baggie of mysterious white substance. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be like cocaine or weed or it, it, it's, it's something. A, it is TM. Shonen yeah. Jump. So it's drugs. Oh, yeah, no, not drugs it's drugs tm yeah i i love the i love the reaction of the of the punk who uh who dropped the drugs because he has such a he has such a like audience reaction of well that wasn't supposed to happen whoops <laughs> like i think he literally says whoops unfortunately the these uh, this manageable number of punks is uh not all of the punks that who are around as uh, ominous looming shadows arrive at the scene and uh quickly surround our our dear officer uh cut to later that night where the sakamoto family including shin <laughs> I, I guess he's basically just been yep. adopted now he probably, he probably lives there probably sleeps on the couch the family dinner is interrupted by a uh, nice officer grandpa who says, Oh, Nakase hasn't returned to the precinct. It's been many hours. Have you seen her? Wasn't that the lady that was chasing us? I mean, no, we haven't seen her, sir. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure he's like, I noticed uh, again, this is such a, this is such a, a thing owing to uh, Sakamoto's sway in the community, because I'm pretty sure he's like, <laughs> I saw her chasing you earlier today. Do you know where she went? <laughs> and like he's completely like friendly and like, hey buddy, how's it going? Can you help me out? Your oh, you. was chasing yeah. uh, them. You sure you don't need to arrest me first before like we find your friend? Like <laughs> Look, I, you know, I'm gonna be honest, if Sakamoto doesn't have some like John Wick levels of oh yeah, pull my friend in the police, here's a gold coin. You saw nothing. Like I <laughs> that's gotta be what's going on. <laughs> I mean, so much of this makes it feel like it could be a, like, background universe story in the John Wick universe. Oh, it really does have that feel, doesn't it? That That is one of them. But my favorite part is that, like, the vibe with that is a classic that comes up a lot in, like, Western daily comics. The down-on-his-luck, kind of slovenly main character dude has a friendly 
sort of uh, belligerent relationship with the local police. It's like, oh, well, we had to arrest uh, Johnny again. He was getting too uh, too drunk at the bar. And it it's kind of treated as, ha-ha, so... So amusing. It's got that aura to it. It's 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 sort of like what uh what uh Frankenfran uh parodies. This is actually the start of uh one of my favorite uh, recurring bits in Sakamoto Days, which is Sakamoto is immediately motivated to extreme action because his daughter thinks favorably of this course of action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cuz uh cuz officer Nakase had uh had uh helped her out at Help. one point. So now we must defend officer Nakase with our lives <laughs> it's core sakamoto if if his family thinks it's a good idea or it needs help then he's a hundred thousand percent yeah then god help you it's also very john wick in fact of you know john wick has a dog there, not a dog it, yeah there, you get the point so yeah well i mean that that's actually kind of what i was about to say is that like sakamoto days in a lot of ways is it's a happier japanese john wick like it's a john wick where tragedy mm-hmm. doesn't happen in a lot of ways mm-hmm. but like you know very distinctly japanese which i mean hey I, john wick is popular for a reason and you know yeah, uh, so our our boys launch into action. They track down where uh, Nakase is being held by these punks. Uh, we get one of my favorite aesthetics, just in anything ever, where they drop a smoke bomb and suddenly uh, Sakamoto has become... Uh, Sakamoto and Shin have become these looming shadows with just their like glowing eyes, like they're wraiths in a misty forest. It's so cool. Pull it, pulling uh, pulling unwitting uh, evil goons into the smoke to... Uh... Like, like, like we know, we know Dispatch these characters, of them horribly. Yeah, we know these characters, we know they're not killing them, but you know, it's, it's the, uh, it's the classic, uh, the Velociraptor in the tall grass, uh, mm, yes. sort of thing where boop and it's like, what is happening? This is also where we get introduced to, uh, Sakamoto's, uh, empowered form, skinny oh, isn't Sakamoto. That isn't that like a great shonen freaking <laughs> thing? The yeah. main character has a transformation. He burns all of the it's calories. Such a, like... <laughs> it's a, it, that is such a that is such a good parody of of uh, like transformation yes. based shonens. Yeah, the super form. You know, get, becoming a super saiyan. Forget. Like, you know, where were you when Sakamoto uh, yeah, first right? became it's skinny? Like... <laughs> <laughs> the way that this gets revealed to the audience is there's a moment of uh, Officer Nakase's. Uh, because the 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 bad guys, of course, blindfold uh, for, you know, it's like they're 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 going to do the playing up the secret identity thing. And like, oh, no, her her uh, blindfold is coming off. And that's when we get the reveal, like the the smoke is dissipating and she catches a glimpse of not Sakamoto, but skinny Sakamoto. Who is this mysterious person and why does he look so familiar? because <laughs> because again shin shin has a disguise that is both practical and looks cool so like I, I i like that and then there's sakamoto whose disguise is he burns all the calories it has to be a hard thing to do in the art i would think i feel like if i was drawing sakamoto days oh yeah almost so like oh wait on this panel he has to be skinny i mean, like go back <laughs> <laughs> well it's like normally he's he's so just he, he is round he is, and friend shaped. It's it's easy to draw. And it's like, ah, now I got to do this uh, like muscle definition and whatnot. Yeah, because he's always super detailed in skinny form. Yes. The, the, the shadow and the jawline yeah. and the chin with the neck. Like it's it's very, very spot on or like very, very like and the, hey, even his let, hair, right? See. The like lines in his hair. 
so yeah it, yeah it's more detailed <laughs> it's like okay what's on the checklist we fought assassins we fought terrorists we fought drug dealers now it's time to fight the triad oh, no big deal no big deal at all i gotta fight the triad one guy he can do it <laughs> the the coda the coda that we get at the end of uh, with that incident is we learned it doesn't take five years for Sakamoto to put the weight back on so that we can reset to the status quo for the next batch of shenanigans. It, it takes at most five hours. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Aoi even uh, yells at him for it. It's like, I told you to stop it, too. You were skinny again. <laughs> <laughs> and you now you've now eaten four hamburgers and look at you. <laughs> Sorry, but they're tasty. <laughs> It's such a it's such a cute couple moment because it's so obvious she doesn't care what he looks like, but she also like you know like of course she thinks well, she thinks he's more attractive when he's skinny. <laughs> like it's it's one of those it, it's, it's, it's very, such a it's couple very human, moment. Yeah. yeah, it's such a cute couple moment. I love it. Yeah, now now we must fight the triad as uh, <laughs> Sakamoto and Shin have gone to Chinatown to get some pork buns as you do, and uh, immediately get caught up with a girl leaping out of a window and being chased by men with knives, which are swiftly dispatched because of course they are. Yeah, she she lands on the pork buns, and Sakamoto is very 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 sad about this. <laughs> He spends like the next two chapters just going, my poor pork buns. What, 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 what should I do to replace them? Punch! I suppose I could just go buy some more. Bam! Uh, be sweet bean buns would probably be good too. Kick! I mean, again, like, Sakamoto is so OP compared to all of these other characters that he doesn't even have to like give thought to who he's fighting or what he needs to do. And he's just like, man, I just want to eat these pork buns. That's all I want. I just want those in my life. I wish I could. Mm -hmm. I kind of. I don't know. I, you. You kind of wish like you had that like ability to do tasks and and like like reflexively. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like just I'm gonna work mm -hmm. on this report while I'm podcasting for work, or I'm gonna cook a full course dinner <laughs> while while sitting just here trying to it by you know, be in tune in this meeting. And it's like yeah, no, like I, I get one word in and it sounds stupid, and I mm -hmm. like stop, <laughs> stop, slow down. Okay, what are we talking about, and why is my food burning? Uh, crap, okay. <laughs> well, we're talking about the fact that this girl's uh, family was killed to get their treasure, and she has, fleed, uh, she has fled with the key, and Sakamoto agrees noting, to help it's her. It's worth noting that she is also in the, like, her family was also one of the triads, so. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, her name is, uh, she is Lu uh, Zhaotang, and... Uh, she is doing her utmost to protect the uh, the key to her family treasure, and uh, Sakamoto agrees to help her uh, in exchange for pork buns, as you do. Uh, so now it's time for uh, a boss fight, because really we've just been dealing with mooks this entire time. It, it's about time we finally got a, a proper boss fight in this, as they now have to fight uh, Bako and Sun. <laughs> Sunhe, it's, Sun it's not like an yeah. old school American business. Bako and Sun. yeah, no, family assassins. <laughs> there was there was Bako and Sons, movers and assassins. <laughs> if we kill them, we'll move them for free. <laughs> I feel like that would be a service in this universe. I will say the first time the first time he's introduced simply as Sun and not Sunhe, and there was a case where uh, the uh, Bako uh, called. Uh, you know, says something, you know, like, uh, what do you think, son? Uh, son, he is like, well, little brother. And I'm like, wait a second. 
Oh, wait, like the wait, name. Oh. That's a translation thing. <laughs> One of the things is uh, the introduction of these two is our first like actual on screen death. Because, like, okay, there's been bodies before in this, but it's mostly been, like, flashbacks to explain how cool Sakamoto is or Sakamoto thinking about killing people but not actually going through with it. No, these guys just straight up decapitate a man. Yeah, the guy who it- the guy who had been chasing uh, Lu Xiaotang uh, goes back and apologizes, and he's like, call in the people who are actually competent, and then the people who are actually competent reveal themselves by decapitating a person. Right. <laughs> It's it's honestly a kind of harrowing panel because they behead this guy and then Baco takes the head and like places his hand over the mouth and he's like, I can feel him trying to breathe. It's like, okay, because <laughs> yeah. like sure thing, sure, sure thing, buddy. <laughs> the violence that had been depicted had always been particularly graphic, but because it was things that was mostly happening in Sakamoto's head and Shin was just reading it and reacting to it. It was always played for comedy, and this wasn't really played for comedy. This was building up the boss fight, <laughs> and it it, mm-hmm. it it is it's uh, it, a pretty effective uh, tone shift there. We do have uh, these two showing up in order to uh, engage in battle with our heroes. Uh, it looks like Sakamoto is beaten, but it is the classic kick Superman mm-hmm. through a building mm-hmm. situation as he immediately leaps back into action. This is a fight where it's like it's the first time since Shin. But this really is very much a fight to show that like, okay, we've had a boss fight like these guys can handle bosses without it being a serious problem. So the the fight is visually uh, impressive, but generally speaking, pretty, uh, pretty standard as fights go. My two favorite beats in it is they go to do their uh, double attack on Sakamoto and he just activates Ultra Instinct and dodges all of it. (laughs) And then they go to do their other super ultra ultimate technique and before they can finish charging it up sakamoto whacks them over the head with a with a cooking pot he he knocks out uh bako and sanhi looks over at, at bako crumple on the floor and it's like wait a minute now i can't do the combo attack hang on a second i need to think about this smack you need to chill hits him with a fridge <laughs> And thusly, the day was saved. Yeah, we get the I one thing that I appreciated was, um, you know, I mean, like Sakamoto Days is a a pretty even blend between shonen action and comedy, which, you know, is is everything I love. But um, there is there is that element of I was thinking that it was going to do the uh, rather tired comedy beat of uh, they open the 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 vault with all the treasure in it and it's something that's worthless. And then, you know, the the character associated with it has some sort of like emotional con- connection to the useless junk and the and the um, the heroes who, because it's a comedy series, aren't exactly fine upstanding souls or sad that they don't get rich off of this. But no, it's actually like it's it's a, it's a triad treasure vault. It is filled to the brim with stuff. And also a sentimental thing. Sake that her father wanted to share with her when she was of age. <laughs> and that and that being the punchline, I, I appreciated way more than uh, uh, doing the obvious joke of uh, the treasure was useless all along. You risk your lives for nothing. The treasure was kind of useless, though. It was all sentimental things of the various triads that had value, but were not immediately valuable. Yeah, that's true too. It, it, I'm not it, gonna sell yeah, my family's yeah. keepsakes. <laughs> Why? Lou ends up uh, uh, joining the <laughs> store, which is pretty great. 
She objectively has a ton of money. She just refuses to liquidate it. Yeah, I saw a tired punchline coming and I appreciated that they didn't go for the obvious low hanging fruit. I mean, Sakamoto would always go for low hanging <laughs> fruit, but uh, the, the, the manga didn't. In all fairness, he'd also go for the high hanging fruit and would eat Probably all the fruit. Too. Yes, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah if you can <laughs> that's make, a like, good a point. Pork bun out of it. He's going to go for it. Uh, mm. I just I also, <laughs> though, and rereading this, uh, realized, like this is the first time you see Lou reference alcohol. And from there, it's yep. all downhill. <laughs> 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 like um it's it's kind of like uh that one episode of tiny tunes one beer kind of the story of lou uh <laughs> she had one thing of sake and then uh really never recovered from that so <laughs> it's so it's so innocuous in the beginning because they're not they're not ultra clear about uh lou's age either but like there, there's one of those ones where it's like is she old enough to be drinking this? Eh, I'm sure it's not going to come up again. It comes up again. It comes That's up true. a lot. It's true. It is called that <laughs> Is she Japanese 21? We don't know. Maybe in, she's technically Chinese, so. Oh, yeah. She is might she Chinese, Chinese 21? 18. Yeah. I don't know what the legal age drink in China mm. is. Or Chinatown. Mm. Well, and that's that's the other thing where uh, technically they're they're in Japan, so uh, it would be behoovent to uh, <laughs> Japanese drinking laws. But uh... guys, 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 they're assassins. <laughs> I don't think they care about breaking the law. <laughs> Inter point. International laws, international suggestion to these people. Guys, they murder people for money. Maybe what they want to put in their own bodies is the least of their concerns here. <laughs> I, I do love I do love because Lou is like such an absolute cutie pie in terms of design like she like more like a cutie honey am i right depends <laughs> on the age depends on the age like just like with shin like shin you have to remind the audience that he's an ex-assassin because he's such an audience surrogate that you kind of feel a kindred spirit with him whereas with uh with lou they have like like lou will be like hey let's go commit some crimes and sakamoto and shit are like what and then there's like the little there's the little like uh narrator box with an arrow pointing to her x triad yep, yep, yep. you gotta you gotta clarify where where she's from and what she's about also i'm just gonna say it right now she looks like kagura from um gintama <laughs> they both have red hair and the little uh mm -hmm. hair mm -hmm. thing this gives off some strong gintama vibes i'm not gonna lie we you've all grown used to shin being a mind reader now right yeah sure Time to introduce basically a lunar exalt. <laughs> and there it is. I love this guy. Uh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I, I feel a bit attacked, guys. <laughs> Co Cody, back me up. Yeah, yeah, is cool, I, right? Uh, he is. I think he's cool, but I'm still going to judge you. Hey, hey, we don't need. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Okay, Look, he doesn't on, have confidence. The, the <laughs> That's the problem. Is, the thing is, is that as you'll see the police officer we just referenced, right? Uh, Kase, or, well, I forgot her name. Mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah. And then, uh, um, so, yeah. obviously introduced here to another character, right? Uh, Nagumo, right? But it's actually Sakamoto. So, like, well, it, you, it's Sakamoto, but it's, yeah. Anyway. He's at yeah, like, he's a there's a doppelganger. There's a whole thing about Shin's like, uh, why? Why is Mr. Sakamoto acting completely different? Also, why can't I read his mind? 
Yeah, why? Oh, why is he talking? Why is he talking so much? <laughs> and then Sakamoto walks in the door. <laughs> yeah, and so my my introduction back to the point is that this is another character you're gonna meet and you see a little more of, but also like his introduction's cool by being a doppelganger, but you're instantly like, oh, you're just conf- you're still trying to like reel in that that's not Sakamoto, right? Like his introduction mm-hmm. kind of gets pushed aside the fact that you're just introducing a new character that Sakamoto's like, that's not me, but you look and you don't act like me, but you look like me, right? So mm-hmm. um, I just, yeah, he, he definitely a cool character. Um, kind of interesting how he just comes to be like a, a messenger bird for, for Sakamoto. And it's mm-hmm. like, hey, like, I know we're cool, but uh, there's a lot of money out here for you. And uh, you probably should look out. He's got that uh, that classic role of third party who isn't exactly allied with our heroes, but isn't actively hostile towards them and will help them out just enough to cause problems for another group because it's funny. Yeah, friendly, but not allied. Mm. The other the other really important thing about uh, Nagumo is um, he is a pathological liar. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Every every line of dialogue that comes out of his mouth is uh, has trained me to not believe anything he says. The way that we actually get introduced to him is uh, Sakamoto walks in the door and then the fake Sakamoto and real Sakamoto fight each other. Uh, Sakamoto wins. Obviously, you know, like, it, it's a or it, it's closer to a draw. Nagumo even like points out like you're still really good, but I can definitely tell you've been retired for five years. You should be concerned about that because there there's the thing at the end. There's where a explains, one billion yen bounty on your head. He explains, OK, you're making that up. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one's true. I swear. And it turns yeah. out it was. But I wasn't actually trying to collect the bounty. He was totally trying to collect the bounty. He just didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> which is he's, a fun moment from him he's very just yeah nonchalant and very like passe right like he's just very passive and very like eh, you know i don't care i'm just gonna lie about it and walk away from this before i create you know more pain and heartache for myself because i know sakamoto is gonna kill me if i really like oh he won't kill me but he'll beat me beat me to the pulp right he'll he'll, he'll win he'll beat I my ass in the next week yeah, yeah, exactly. So I really shouldn't like keep pressing this. I probably should just go back to my store across the street. <laughs> one, one, one of the things I love about Nagumo is it's like his true form, or at least we think it's his true form, is entirely different th- from Sakamoto. Like it's night and day, basically. And it's like, okay, how did he do that? Is he just a master of disguise? Is he an actual shapeshifter? And then at one point he gets Shin in a headlock and we get one of those like high detail panels and you see that he's got weird arcane symbols tattooed onto his hands. Like one for each, like one for each knuckle. I think the first time that you see that is um, there's like a meeting before that point where it's just kind of shown in passing. Like he's just like, you know, gesturing with his hands and you see those symbols. And then the first time you get a detailed shot of it is uh, a, a brief and then uh, atten- tussle later. And then attention gets drawn to it. Attention some gets like, drawn to it. And you're like, some some magic, some magic is going on here, lads. You ask him, do you have magic powers? No, of course I don't. <laughs> Damn it. That didn't answer the question. <laughs> so anyway, one billion dollar yen or one billion dollar. <laughs> yeah. 8.5 billion currency in the the, the 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 new currency in the big hero six universe when San Francisco happens. <laughs>
Shin and Sakamoto and to a lesser extent Lou, because Lou's just kind of long for the ride at this point. Um, they uh, they collectively make the very rational and intelligent decision of lying low until this whole uh, bounty on Sakamoto's head thing uh, blows over. Uh, they they could just stay in the house and and you know not bother with anything for a little while. Taro, you remember how we promised Hano we were going to go to that theme park tomorrow? <laughs> Guess we're going to the theme park then. <laughs> Shenanigans ensue. Yeah, sending a sending a person that's a, a marked target to a very populated place just doesn't seem to check out with me. Like, why not? Why not? Let's just go for a family picnic, like away from everybody. <laughs> Well, well, we well for one, we can't disappoint Hannah because this is a uh, this theme park is uh, based off of her favorite character, uh, her- Sugar the Sugar the fat super strong bunny. Gee, I, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> why. Why does she find this character appealing? Uh, they don't want to bother Mrs. Sakamoto with this. We're, we're just going to keep it a secret, right, gang? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm sure this won't backfire in any way. No, no, no. I, I do. I do love how that plot point ultimately resolves, but uh, that's that's a bit away uh, yet. The, it, up to this point, um, there have been there have been a fair number of chapters that have been like, or a, a fair number of stories that have been two parters. But generally speaking, we haven't really gotten an arc yet, and mm-hmm. uh, this was this was an arc. Yes, yes, the amusement park arc. Yeah, I like it. I was reading your notes. I'm reading your notes, and I was like, "Oh yeah, the amusement park, park like Sugar Park." <laughs> Went to Disneyland for a few chapters here, folks. Uh, it 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 almost feels like uh like a Sonic level, <laughs> Sugar Park Zone, yes. in Twinkle Park. Yes, welcome to Twinkle Park. <laughs> no copyright law in the universe is going to stop me. Oh, no, no, it's podcast. It's a whole yep. different form of medium oh, at this point. Wait, I don't. I don't know if I. Could, I don't know if I should say that. <laughs> <laughs> Editing Sam in the future. Don't play licensed Sonic music at this point. Editing Sam in the future. We've got copyright struck before. Really? <laughs> Dang. Would it? Actually, yeah. Um. Funnily enough, Cody, it was on the last episode you were on the Don Don one. What? Uh, yeah, it was the bit where um. Matt said, uh, I didn't think that a manga that gobbles this much long would make me feel so hard. And uh, I recut that and uh, <laughs> included the laugh from Bo Burnham's inside. Oh, wow. So that had to get shortened for YouTube. We actually got copyright struck on YouTube for that. So wow. uh, thanks, YouTube. Wow. <laughs> They're real. Oh, no. It was also just the laugh too. It was like an eight-second clip, and they were like, "That's not yours." And I'm like, "Wow." <laughs> I didn't use any of the lyrics or whatever. So I mean, I can just sound like. Okay, sorry. That was my Sonic moment. I just, you know, like there's your Sonic music. <laughs> Suddenly, the video cuts off. <laughs> <laughs> the Sega lawyers are currently swinging through your windows. Oh, crap. <laughs> Ed- ed- editing Sam, video game music is normally pretty fine. They don't, they don't care. <laughs> Unless it's Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo cares. But Sonic ain't Nintendo. <laughs> I mean, practically yep. at this point. Well, mm, uh. you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> well, fortunately, also Sugar isn't Nintendo. So uh, <laughs> uh, back to the amusement park. Uh, we get we get a couple of scenes of this is the point where we get introduced. I. 
I think it might have been we saw something briefly like right before this. Uh, we get established. Yes, there are people with wacky, goofy gimmicks like the janitor assassin, and they are the joke characters who will be completely shu shuffled off to the side and side panels. OK, got that established. <laughs> And, and the pizza assassin who uses pizza cutters as his lethal weapons. I want to I want to point out that janitor assassin, for some reason, on the wiki when I was trying to find characters names is listed as Tatsu. But that is not his name. He has a name. Tatsu is the name <laughs> of the dude he fights who does not ever get named in the manga, I can tell. But I found his name. <laughs> Uh, how we get to the actual meat of this arc is um, the uh, I believe it was the janitor assassin uh, Sakamoto uh, uh, distracts his family and then knocks out and pulls into the bushes. You know, you get the whole uh, we got to be really careful. There's going to be, you know, people out in force. And it then cuts to after uh, Sakamoto Shin and uh, Lou leave. Uh, an, another assassin comes in and is like, man, he really has gone soft and then just shoots the guy dead with a silencer. <laughs> While he's on the ground, which again is one of those ones where it's like, uh, you know, Sakamoto can take itself seriously sometimes and it's kind of chilling. Yeah, just a little. Matt, you mentioned uh, Frankenfran earlier. This guy looks like a Frankenfran creation. Yeah, he's got the spiky hair and the, the piercings like he he looks like he walked out of a and, hot topic. And... <laughs> he's also got like he's also got like stitching in on his like chest where his shirt is open that kind of looks like he was cut open in an autopsy style at some point. Mm -hmm. It's the kind of like never explicitly talked about character design world building that I'm a, that I'm a pretty big fan of the stuff that lets you extrapolate a lot about a character. Uh, sometimes it's incredibly serious. Like this guy having, you know, the Y cut on his torso from an autopsy. Sometimes it's uh, a character we'll meet who has pineapple grenades on his shirt. He has a Hawaiian shirt with pineapples, except instead of the fruit, it's pineapple grenades with the little flower frond on the top because he uses bombs. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that reminds me of the pineapple, you know, uh, we're going to hand grenade hurricane in New Orleans. Those are good. I highly recommend it. <laughs> I highly recommend it. Um, also, though, with the stitching and everything with this character, it definitely gives me that thing you mentioned earlier, uh, the, like, apocalyptic vibes. As you're going to meet more and more of these uh, assassins and you know, CD characters, right? These CD people yeah. that are just like, oh, you've been, like, worked on and stitched on and, you know, your head. He looks like a Fallout character. Yeah, yeah exactly. What has this world gone through that this is completely normal? Like, oh, we'll, we'll get to the point in this arc where I'm like, what has this world gone through that this is completely normal? <laughs> I, think I, I think I know the, the point that you're talking about. Uh, but first off, we get Shin and Lou sort of make a point of uh, uh, let's let's let Mr. Sakamoto relax, too. Like, let's uh, not, you know, let this nonsense get in the way of his enjoyment of the day because he wants to spend time with his family. He wants to have fun. Um, you know, Hana is uh, blissfully ignorant of everything going on. Aoi is also uh, blissfully ignorant. So, they, you know, they basically tell him, hey, you know, have fun with your family. We'll, you know, watch out. For we'll you. handle it. We we get a little bit of rules about how uh, Shin has. I think it's like a 30 meter radius for his mind reading. 20 meter and it's not uh, he gets a general static 
unless he specifically tunes into someone a bit like a radio transmitter. He can notice things like uh, malicious intent in uh, the way people are thinking to themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's how he knows to like tune into enemies and whatnot. We we get a really cool scene where um, like Shin is like, you know, like he's he's uh, casting the mental feelers out and, and trying to pay attention to everything. And he's not noticing anything. But we're following we're following Tatsu. We see him get on the roller coaster that the Sakamoto family is on and that um Shin and Lure in the back of Shin is like, it's been a while since someone's attacked us. That's suspicious. That doesn't seem right. And um, uh, Lou is like, that guy's a killer. I know that guy's a killer. How do you know? I was a triad, remember? <laughs> but we get a look at his hair. He's obviously a character in a shonen manga. <laughs> she almost she says something close to that. A uh, a pretty uh, pretty freaking cool fight scene of. Uh, uh, Shin is able to uh, get out from under the uh, the safety bar for the roller coaster. Mm. And uh, this this is another oh, yeah. case where we get a uh, Sakamoto bullet deflection moment. Yep. <laughs> <Off> the glasses. <laughs> I love this. So Have... he's got bulletproof glass in his glasses. So he he turns his head into the shot and his glasses lens reflects the bullet. And that's how that works. I, I love Tatsu's reaction to that where he like he like puts his gun down and it's like, of course, uh, uh, I should have known he would have bullet resistant glasses <laughs> because that's normal in this universe. You would, th you would think the impact alone would like at least knock him out or like pushes give him like a huge whiplash with the fact that you're in a roller coaster yeah. going anywhere from like 40 to 80 miles an hour. Not to mention a bullet traveling. Oh, sorry. The science is just getting me. But yeah, bulletproof glasses. It works. <laughs> or, or, or at least have the lens get knocked back and give him a black eye or something. Guys, but no, he's fine. Guys, how the rest of this roller coaster fight goes, you're already in a losing battle here. <laughs> Uh, actually a really cool battle it's actually probably one of my favorite fight scenes how shin mm -hmm. and it like just gets out of the roller coaster and decides like to have a full-on fight like he intentionally jumps off at the top of the loop-de-loop -loop so that he can land in the same row as uh as tatsu yeah. and uh pulls him out out of the roller coaster and they they have a really cool fight on the roller coaster Tatsu is uh, able to uh, graze Shin, and Shin very quickly realizes, oh, those are poisoned. I am getting dizzy. I am, uh, my uh, vision's getting blurry. What do I do? I gotta do something about this. A lot of the times I was very willing to, like, accept, accept the, uh, the wackiness, the zaniness in this. This is the one that pushed me the furthest, only for, uh, like, time the the more i think about it the more it kind of makes sense because the resolution to this it involves uh the sakamoto family getting off of the roller coaster and going somewhere else like that is how this fight is resolved in our hero's favor and it's like how long were they standing on the track there for this to happen but actually a set of cars passed them by twice more over the course of this fight so I guess that means there were at least two more rounds of the coaster going, mm. which could give the Sakamoto family time to get to the position they need to. But then why? But then why is Lou still on the roller coaster getting motion? I don't know. <laughs> Lou, Lou's unable to get out of the roller coaster, clearly. 
Yeah. That that, that kind of tracks given her personality. Yeah. I, I'd believe it. I would say it goes back to the sake drinking. <laughs> Look, she got on that thing with a hangover and the, the whiplash of the roller coaster just didn't do any favors for her head. <laughs> no, no, wait, that's next fight, but we'll get to it. We get a little bit of uh, philosophizing. It's it's not the deepest of the, uh, you know, serious moments of the series. Someone who is afraid to die is weak. They hesitate. But Shin says, that's pretty stupid. <laughs> and, and then he responds with uh, someone with uh, something to protect fights the most desperately. Basically, it transitions into uh, Shin recognizes that, like, the poison is probably not going to kill him outright, but he is basically blind at this point and is going to have to uh create some distance and he uh basically hides in a mascot costume and engages in like you know the, the classic amusement park stroke renaissance fair stage battle for the kids instead of against the power rangers villain he was supposed to be up against it's uh, actually taro and uh or, or tatsu or tatsu yeah because yeah, taro is Sakamoto. See, yeah I really liked this because, you know, for for us, the readers um, who know that Shin can read minds, it's like, well, obviously, the way that Shin is fighting so efficiently, despite being blind, is he's reading the minds of all of the people in the crowd who are witnessing the fight. But then it's like, wait a minute. No, he can't tune into the details of that many people at once. Who in the crowd could he possibly trust to give him this kind of direction? And then it cuts to the crowd where Mr. Sakamoto is leaning forward, intent intently watching the fight and blow by blowing everything Tatsu is doing directly into Shin's mind. So Shin is kicking his ass, eyes closed. It's yeah. so cool. Yeah, the, the other the other element that was important uh, that had been established previously in the fight and sets this uh, moment up so well as they establish that uh, Tatsu's really good at clearing his head because um, Shin That's doesn't he got so close. yeah Shin doesn't notice him getting onto the roller coaster because uh, Tatsu recognizes that oh one of them's telepathic I guess I'm just gonna have to you know clear my thoughts and not think about what I'm doing he just accepts that because that sort of goes into the whole like I'm not afraid to die I'm just gonna do things I I, I just do things on reflex it isn't until Lou points him out that. Uh, uh, Shin is able to dig deep enough in his head to be able to catch his malicious intent. Mm -hmm. So it's like Shin can't be reading his mind to because uh, like he he has uh, previously uh, used his mind reading to, you know, stay a step ahead of his opponent's attacks and whatnot. Like that's that's like explicitly what his fighting style is. But we know he can't do that with Tatsu in particular. And uh, it, it, we actually uh, it, the fight is mostly from Tatsu's perspective of like, He's definitely still poisoned. It has not worn off yet. What the hell is going on? And, uh, uh, you know, you get the uh, reveal that uh, Sakamoto is the one coaching him. Shin bows at the end of the fight to uh, uh, a roaring applause, and it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely back to what I said earlier, right? That this dynamic between the two of them. Um, well, it provides a lot of humor and insight. It also, like, provides some really cool story uh, because I could never think of uh that clairvoyant power right plays into this exact moment of how shin wins this fight and it's like so cool because you're just like oh wait is he like is he predicting these moves is he but he can't like how is he oh yep sakamoto must be in like a 20 meter radius and he's just able to like tune directly into it so i think they set mm -hmm. it up in the beginning of the chapter the chapter previously like really well um and then like it just gets a full execution with with shin like beating this guy so 
that's that's just like one of the highlights of the of his power and how it ties into uh, Suzuki Sensei's like overall story, right? That really makes it fun and mm-hmm. entertaining. That's such a classic, well-executed like shonen thing of establishing two characters with opposing power sets, and then how are they used creatively to, uh, you know, for the the heroes to gain the advantage? They capture Tatsu and then proceed to confiscate his JAA license card. <laughs> what is the JAA? You might ask. Why that is the Japanese Association of Assassins. <sighs> There is a organizational body for assassins to which there is a licensing process. I did, I did, I did mention this earlier. There's a, definitely this assassins guild vibe thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I love how I love how Lou looks at the uh, license and it's like that looks like a driver's license. Like <laughs> he just has this on his person. Uh, no big deal. Mm-hmm. You just get arrested or asked to get pulled over, and the cops just like looking down while you're pulling out your wallet. You're like. Is that a JAA license? Oh man, you could kill me. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> uh. You got a license for that murder? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's like, that's actually where I was going with it because it's like, it's mentioned that like all of the bad guys of Japan feared uh, Sakamoto. And it's like, you kind of wonder if it's like, I could see in this universe where it's like a nice old grandpa cop uh, comes up to like, um, uh nagumo uh over a dead body and it's like hey you uh you're under arrest for murder and nagumo just flashes his jaa license and it's like oh okay carry on and grandpa cop walks away <laughs> like i could totally see the series doing that definitely. definitely but yeah now now we get into uh the no. uh the main There's event no- of this uh little arc <laughs> There's there's no way this uh, situation could possibly become more perilous for our heroes, right? Daddy, I want to go in the haunted house. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, the one place in any like horror movie you don't want to go into, right? But in, in this case, I mean, it's not really a horror movie, but still, there's people trying to kill you. It's like so, don't go to yeah. a place where other people look like they're trying to kill you, even though they may not. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's like the uh it's like the uh the burn notice moment of uh why are we going to disneyland because it's a, a magical uh kingdom uh with uh lots of witnesses and great security now let's go and you know shin and shin and lou are, are talking to sakamoto like you know a bunch of people have tried at this point there's probably some heightened security as long as we stay in bright open spaces we should be fine let's go into the haunted house the optimal place for an assassin to go after their target yeah no big deal it's gonna happen. <laughs> uh, but we uh, we also get introduced to the main villains of this arc, a pair of assassins who uh, proceed to uh, Tatsuka just gets let free on the promise that he's not gonna do any more assassinating, and he's like, "That's cool. Probably gonna ride a roller coaster, then I'm gonna head out." Uh, but he well, well you see you see uh hannah recognized him from the uh, stage, so she gave him a band aid for his boo boo and said he was really cool, and he's like. I have awakened to peace. <laughs> uh, this Sak- is that sweet family life you've been dissing out, Sakamoto. Hey, man, it's what, what do we say? What do we say? What's our new catchphrase? <laughs> kicking and a home cooking. <laughs> home kicking, home, home cooking. Home yeah, kicking, home cooking. <laughs> they beat him up for information as they are the... I, I'm not 100% sure if they are normally an assassination duo or if they're just working together for this mission, but it uh, is... Obiguro wants them to be a duo. Ah, That's very sure. (laughs) Gotcha. Uh, Boiled, who is a very hard-boiled gentleman, 
with uh, <laughs> as we mentioned earlier the pineapple grenades because uh, he he like explosives and then Obiguro boiled cop and dolphin another great series that mm-hmm. might have ended way too soon correct also not to be confused with uh, the one villain from uh, One Piece who was very hard-boiled. Yes. That I'm blanking <laughs> on the name of. <laughs> but the, yeah, uh, so and then uh, Obiguro, who is a woman. She, she doesn't really have that much of a gimmick. She She's just a strong hand-to-hand fighter. She's a hardcore assassin until uh, Boiled does something that she thinks is hot. And she's like, he's so hot. Not and hard boiled. The ladies love a hard boiled man, (laughs) and and she also likes fighting strong people. Yeah, I I guess her personality really is like she's super into fighting to the point that she makes challenges for herself. Yes, like Mm -hmm. she's definitely more thrill of the hunt than actually caring about getting the money. Yeah, yeah, true. Very, uh, very shonen of her. Yeah, yeah, she she very she very much is that like shonen rival character that will inevitably inevitably become part of the team eventually. Yes. Her and Boiled both have that. Like I I have a feeling that they're going to show up again. They have that energy. Yeah, they have that energy. It's a hospital of haunted horrors and there's like zombies in the hospital and whatnot. And it's the like zombies every, are assassins. They keep yeah, getting every, attacked. <laughs> Every third one is an assassin, so uh, Sakamoto has to like hide in, in his uh, like 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 get behind his family's backs and knock the people out so that they can move on to the next to the next canned scare that's actually an assassin. Because the haunted house is too scary, Lou needs a little liquid courage, and I'm just like Lou, why did you bring a flask to an amusement park? <laughs> Lou, you've got a problem. <laughs> no, no. My favorite part is she started off with taking anti-anxiety meds. And then she went on to booze. <laughs> that seems like, like a bad combination. Yeah, that, ma'am, ma'am. Either that or her anti-anxiety medication was just more booze. But yeah, like, and then just starts beating all the zombies because she, oh, you. Look. She she she's drunk, and therefore she is good to go. She is drunk, therefore she is master of the drunken fist. <laughs> I, I was I was waiting for it to come up. I just I just was like. It's it's funny because I'm just rereading this, right? And it's like, oh, I didn't even realize like the alcoholism was was preluded to. It was always it's always there. been there, hereditary. And now she's like full fledged, like on this train. It's part of her fighting style. It's great. Um, <laughs> we get uh, boiled versus Sakamoto, and we get it's mostly Lou versus um, uh, Obiguro. Uh, cause, uh, <laughs> poor Shen kind of gets clowned here. Oh, in all fairness, he is recovering from being blinded. That's a yeah. really good point. Yeah. You kind of forget about he, it. He had his cool action scene last chapter. So this time Lou gets to, gets to fight the, uh, the, uh, B tier boss. And, uh, we're going to make this interesting. I've captured your friend here and you need to land at least one solid blow on me every 10 seconds. Otherwise, my minions with chainsaws start cutting him apart. Ma'am, did you bring an hourglass specifically for this convoluted strategy? (laughs) Don't question it. This is hot. (laughs) Ma'am, are you you a shonen villain who kind of gets off on it? Just fight me already! Hit me! Come on! <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. <laughs> Lou goes through the five stages of drunk. It, seriously, it's 
she starts off being weepy and then she gets jolly and then she gets angry and then then she uh, sobers up and then she sobers up and it's like it's like uh uh right before favorite... like, it's like right before the finishing blow to knock out obiguro uh she just like stops and like just basically tap uh taps her and is like where am i who are you what am i doing my head hurts i think i'm hung over and shin's like are you serious my favorite part is by the end of it, there have been so many like uh, tension whiplashes because of this uh, that the the mook holding the chainsaw is like, man, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing anymore. And he just lets yeah. Shin go. He just leaves. <laughs> <laughs> so are you still going to cut me up or man, I don't even know. And he just walks off. At which point, Obiguro is is very pleased about uh, the events proceeding. It's like, that is cool. Let's do that again. <laughs> And I'm gonna let you live so we can fight again. You're cool. And Lou is just confused, and so is Shin. Lou is Lou has a headache and is confused. Shin is perturbed and confused. The things I put up with. Yes, but this is all this is all interspersed with the main attraction fight, which is uh, Sakamoto versus Boiled, and we get a we get a bit of a flashback uh, where we find out that the, they were classmates at Assassination High School, Assassination Classroom, you might say. <laughs> I mean, the Shonen Jump guy here is not going to uh, confirm or deny that it has any ties whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. This this is the stealth pilot for the sequel, Assassination College. Ooh news to me (laughs) (laughs) look we have some good ideas here on the over manga cast on occasion that's why i like being i like being here i take this back and i tell uh sasaki sensei or sasaki-san back in shueisha now you know hey uh you should you should make this an assassination (laughs) college manga you should totally totally get the whole cast back together and make it happen (laughs) whole crew (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> be great if i had that power if i had that power i would let you guys know but i do not have that power <laughs> <laughs> i am a marketing robot that's about all i got <laughs> we can only dream but yeah we get uh we we get the the bit with boiled where he kept hanging out with sakamoto and thought that the reason why sakamoto never said anything to him was because they were both hard-boiled badasses it was really because sakamoto didn't even realize boiled was there <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't even anything malicious about it he just didn't notice him oh and and the like level of he has to keep his hard-boiled persona but you can see is heartbreaking because senpai didn't notice me <laughs> <laughs> he's also he's also mad that uh sakamoto gets a bunch of uh uh, gets a bunch chocolates of chocolates uh bullet casing uh molded <laughs> chocolates Look, that feel when no girl takes the casings of your favorite ca- uh, caliber of gun and molds chocolates from it. Look, okay, why even bother? I I, I did look at that crowd of girls that was giving the uh, chocolate to Sakamoto and like, do, do any of them look Russian? Shut up. You had to know that joke was coming, Sam. <laughs> well, I know I'm walking into it, but come on. <laughs> My favorite bit from that was when they mentioned we didn't bother collecting the chocolates from the girls from the poison department. <laughs> yeah, that was a good line. <laughs> uh, and and uh, poor Boiled is uh, left in the dust and he's very angry about it. So he's like, I will make you remember me, Sakamoto, as he starts throwing around bombs and using his dynamite <laughs> fist. It's uh, 
He's got sticks of dynamite in his glove to propel his punches. It's like, okay, buddy. <laughs> it's it, it it very much fits the comedic tone, but the thing I really liked about it is you know, One Punch Man is is a pretty big series right now. One of the big things about One Punch Man is like part of the premise is the main character can never actually be threatened. But mm-hmm. this is sort of what I was getting at when I said I really like the fact that this uh, balances the um, the comedy with the more like shown in action bits uh, really well, because as goofy as this guy's gimmick is with the like, you know, rocket powered fist nonsense. Like this is a this is a fight and like a, a a really serious fight. It's it's um treated and framed seriously, and we get Sakamoto being like, "You're right, I have atrophied. I'm taking this seriously now." And of course, we get the the he's skinny now transformation, which you know like keeps the comedic tone from being you know departed entirely. But like um I I I really liked uh, especially because we read One Punch Man uh, recently. Not to say that it's a problem with One Punch Man specifically. But just that I, I liked seeing the the protagonist pushed because it sort of like sets that element of he has places to go, you know, you're saying there's limits. Yeah. He's <laughs> not Saitama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, he's not he's but not I, invincible for the sake of a joke. He's you know, he's a more he's if, really I, good. Weird as it is to say, he's a more grounded character than that. <laughs> the fight uh, is now very serious. They blast out of the haunted house into my favorite panel where uh, Sakamoto, it, like Sakamoto is beating the absolute crap out of Boiled. And it's like, I, you're right. I can't win against you. You're too hard boiled. And he leaps into the air and slams him through the the wall of a Ferris wheel carriage. And now they're both just sitting there in my favorite panel. Sakamoto just arms folded one, uh, one leg over one knee and boiled sitting there covered in blood like, ow. <laughs> the blown in wall of the carriage. It's like He just pulls out a cigarette. <laughs> You are pretty hard-boiled, Sakamoto. <laughs> we we also get a little bit of uh, of Sakamoto acknowledging uh, Senpai finally noticed. Uh, yeah, my favorite gag of this is they get off of the they get off of the uh, Ferris wheel, and when the attendants, uh, one of the female attendants says, "What happened?" when she sees the two of them, and Boiled is like, "It's not classy to ask a man why he got injured." <laughs> no, I mean, what happened? Because someone needs to pay for these damages. Uh, oh. Uh. <laughs> yeah, what what has this world gone through that just... That is something where it's like, someone needs to pay for I mean, for this. okay, okay. If, uh, if there's a group of people with JAA licenses, then nothing is... Nothing is sacred here anymore, right? Like... <laughs> There's like that's you know true. what we had, we had that's an amusement park yeah, employee. I, I mean, her boyfriend's cousin's nephew probably is a JAA assassin. You don't know, like, <laughs> so you gotta. Well, there's only there's only four hundred JAA assassins in all of Japan. I mean, Japan's I mean it's very populated, but it's you know relatively small in terms of country size. So yeah, of course, of course they probably you know a dozen. Yeah, who knows? Well, they had an assassin fight upstairs. This is just a thing it's that okay. happens. Or on the Ferris wheel, it's okay. But you gotta pay for it. You gotta pay for the damages. 
Yeah. It's like it's like that scene in the beginning of Hiroaka where it's like, uh, yeah, there's a supervillain on the highway. I'm going to be late for work. Like, this is just normal. <laughs> Boiled is uh, interrogated mostly by mm-hmm. Mrs. Sakamoto. <laughs> Who was very perturbed? She was yeah. kept in the dark. Boiled and Sakamoto are having a having a uh, uh, shonen defeat Manly equals heart to heart. Uh, defeat equals friendship conversation, and Aoi uh, overhears that. What was that about a pussy on your head? And she has that. She has that. I am so mad right oh. now. Smile. You oh, know she, the one. <laughs> she has an amazing. I'm so mad. Where like she basically breaks apart the logic of this entire like. It's it's a trope in manga to have this whole like let's not tell the wife and keep her safe from all of it. Where she goes, so your your plan was you knew we were in danger, and you decided to lie to me about it for an entire day, and you thought that was the right thing to do. I realize now as you're saying it out loud that yes, that was incredibly D I V O R C E. Oh no, that's her priorities in line. It's like, yeah, no, it's very much so the case where it's like you have uh, Sakamoto Shin and uh, Lou have uh, manga characters like, that's stupid, don't do that. (laughs) And then I also love that uh, when she hears that Boiled, this look, I'm trying to kill my husband. And then then, then it's like, well, (laughs) Sakamoto's wife is pretty hard boiled, like... (laughs) That's a, that's his whole like rating <laughs> judgment scale for everyone and everything is for him. Like, are they hard boiled or not? <laughs> hard boiled, Y or N? Look, when Boiled goes to breakfast, he sees Eggs Benedict on the menu. He's like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, now it's time to uh, hunt down the uh, the bosses of Dodenkai, the assassin organization that put the bounty on Sakamoto's head. We get one of my favorite bits where I I love just incredibly obvious ways that the underworld obscures its behavior in stories like this. It's like, how is this not something that everybody has noticed? How open is this open secret? In this case, it's uh, a video rental store where the videos they rent are feature length films on the that contain crucial like mission relevant information for taking for taking down organizations and targets <laughs> that's that's a that's actually legitimately clever way of doing things i also there was that moment of it's like it's a video rental store so when is what time period is uh is this set in and then uh once it's explained to sure. lou lou was like yeah that makes sense who has a video rental store anymore who has vcrs anymore <laughs> and then one of my favorite so that they rent a tape for like three quarters of a million yen yeah and um my favorite moment of this was at the end of the movie you get shin who is like analyzing wow the twist from the uh cinematography was really well foreshadowed i didn't see it coming at all but it's so obvious in retrospect uh then you have uh lou who is uh who is uh, emotionally sobbing at at the movie and then you have sakamoto who is asleep and it's like that's who's Who's the dad that <laughs> fell asleep? And it's at like the that's just the spectrum of how you engage with media, isn't it? I I am I am a shin. I I want to point out something I found while looking up these character names uh, about Sakamoto being the dad at the movies. That man was born March tenth, nineteen ninety three. I'm sorry, what? Sakamoto, the main character of this, his birthday is March tenth, nineteen ninety three. Never realized that. He is not a month not younger, younger than, than me. me. 
I'm older than he is. Yeah, Sakamoto yes, Sakamoto was born March 10th, 1993. Where did I miss this? I'm looking at the chat. It's it's on uh, one of the covers with his. Um, they've got the uh, am, they've got the prison like s- spread seats or whatever, and it's got his name, his ID number, and his birth date. And his birth date is ninety three three ten. Wow. I I I'm having an existential yeah. crisis. I need a glass of water. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I do. I also. Oh, nice. You got the you screenshot. Shot the picture in there. Wow. Wait. You sure that's is that? Yeah. I guess that's a nine. Um, <laughs> I mean, the alternative is 13, in which case that's oh, much I thought it worse. Was an eight for a second, just a <laughs> first glance, but yeah, uh, I see that. Um, also, I mean, then again, though, the Sakamoto, skinny Sakamoto, though, does look pretty cool. Skinny Sakamoto looks pretty, he, lo- he looks pretty young. He's got a five year old daughter. He's got, he's the same age as Nagumo, then. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. He could be 28. Yeah, because they were in the same class together and they, yeah. Uh, yeah. I I find it cool. I Time was not oh. kind to him. His wife's <laughs> cooking. Again, guys, again, what's the slogan? Oh, yeah. Takes, year, takes years off your life. Home, <laughs> yes. home kicking, home cooking. Um, I also... The Sakamoto family way. I also way. wanted to point out the, the point that he just has, like, savings saved up from the old days of being an assassin. And so the storefront thing, like, is nothing to him, probably, because he probably has so much money from the bounties and the... Mm. the... Here, here's the thing. I bet he can't touch that money. Yeah, because... Is just like, you, I'm not blood using money. your blood money. True. Yeah, she, she yep. says that in the flashback. Yeah, so... Uh, and it's that, like... That's what... That's why he has to win the airsoft tournament later in order to get clean money for Aoi to accept it. This is another one of those ones where it's like, um, this is a funny uh, comedy series, but it's capable of taking itself seriously. It also kind of like, it's the same thing as like, it's a video rental store and the videotapes have like mission critical information. Like the joke is it's presented like a Hollywood movie, but mm-hmm. um like that's actually kind of like they 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 lean into the bit so hard um but like that's actually a clever way of uh disseminating information in a way that is like unobtrusive and hard to notice and then something like sakamoto keeping a nest egg for emergency purposes you know like this exact situation you know like it, Mm -hmm. it does actually make sense it does, and it proves quite effective as it uh, gets our heroes to the to the headquarters of Dodenkai, where they begin their infiltration mission. <laughs> my my favorite bit in this is the chapter ends with them all suiting up in like their Mission Impossible mm-hmm. getups, like with the black turtle, the black turtlenecks, and the and the skull yep. caps and all that. They get inside and immediately throw all that away back to their iconic outfits because they got <laughs> tired of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lou Lou asks, "Hey, why are you where did your jacket go?" He's like, "I got bored of it." Uh my favorite bit was um when they're doing the infiltration, uh uh Lou is like, "Uh man, uh this is so exciting. It's like uh we're spies or something." And Shin with the biggest smile on his face, uh this isn't a game. You have to take this seriously. And there's a little narrator box pointing to him that says he is also having a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I identify with Shin yeah. so much. And I think Me yeah, too. I think Shin is the he's like that starstruck kid that he's like, yes, I'm working with like the most infamous assassin of all time, but I have to keep it cool and keep it together yeah. because like 
I'm Robin. You know what I mean? I want them to think I'm, I'm yeah, cool. I'm the Robin to the yeah. Batman. And if, if I was uncool, then I ruined the whole he, vibe. He's fully. Yeah. They do this whole infiltration thing. It's real cool. They're getting ready to go do the fight. And it's like, Mr. Sakamoto, I can't read any minds in there. It's like, oh, are they all so powerful that Shin can't read their minds? They break in. Everyone is dead. Nagumo went on an absolute murder spree. He got a kill tacular yeah. in there. <laughs> and uh, this is when we get the moment where uh, right before this, we're getting as the infiltration is happening, we're getting intercut scenes of uh, the order, which is the JAA's uh, elite core. Primarily, like if something if something is unbalanced in the assassin world, uh, they are sent in to set things right so that, you know, stuff isn't thrown into chaos. Uh, we get to meet a couple of them, including uh, Nagumo, and they are told about how uh, someone has been killing assassins. Uh, over a hundred assassins have already uh, uh, been uh, killed. We get in like the past month. It's like we we get some. We, we get kind of the Hashira situation of it's like, look at all these people with uh, like primary antagonist character designs. You have Goth GF. <laughs> you have Stabby Man. You have the Butler. Yeah. <laughs> Collecting all yep. the tropes. <laughs> They're dead. It's a it's a great They're roster. <laughs> my, my, my favorite my favorite bit. It, just from a comedy angle in that is stabby man who uh, like goth gf says to him you might not want to eat that food and it's like oh, is it poisoned he calls in the head chef and he grabs the head chef stabs him in the temple and says why are there onions <laughs> why are there onions in my risotto it's like okay bit of an overreaction but yeah, also very, very funny there, right like through the <laughs> I'm always hold the onion, yeah, so a, I understand. Onion, onions and tomato, I usually try to, you know, 86 them. So, 86. <laughs> but yeah, literally, you didn't realize you could just 86 the chef. It's just as easy. <laughs> <laughs> we here at the Overmonkey Cast do not condone murder. <laughs> now, this episode, I was expecting it to go in this direction. <laughs> just two hours in, right? Just two hours in, we finally get to the. But, uh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> But yeah, we we catch up with like that that uh, meeting is happening like in Medius Res, and uh, it catches up to the crew uh, getting to the like main building of um, uh, Dodan uh, Kai and open the doors. Everyone's dead on the floor, and there's Nagumo just standing there smiling like he always does. And they immediately assume that he was responsible for killing everyone, and uh, Nagumo is like. Well, you've seen me do this. Now you must die too. And he, this is where we get the bit where it uh, emphasizes the tattoos on his fingers. He, uh, he uh, grabs uh, he, he, Shin around the neck it, and then. It's always Shin. Oh no, he grabs Shin around the neck earlier. In this, he goes in, like, looks like he's cutting Shin's throat right out, but it's like, ha, see, it's a rubber oh, knife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those uh, trick knives with the, with the spring in the hilt. So it goes back into the. And uh, <laughs> Shin and Lou are very yeah. mad about this. <laughs> but he's like, well, just because we did this doesn't mean you're out of the hot water, Sakamoto. You better train. And this is how uh, the information gets delivered to uh, Sakamoto and company that uh, there's someone who's been killing assassins and leaving an X on the walls and blood uh, wherever they uh, we kill people. We call it the X parasite. I mean, red X. I mean, X. <laughs> I mean, well, 
we're all retired assassins, so really that sounds like it's more your guys' problem, right? If only X <laughs> didn't come out and start killing indiscriminately right about the time this manga started. Bounty I mean, was when put on his head. Bounty <laughs> was placed on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not going to lie. If it weren't for the fact that we cut to a dramatic shot of uh, the, like, like, X facing the wall that he's painting, I would have been like 50 50 X's Nagumoto or uh, Nagumo. <laughs> I do not know the extent of Nagumo's powers. I still think that's possible. I mean, it's possible, it's just less likely now. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it, it's one of those ones where it's like, if Nagumo was doing this and they walked in on him doing it and he just lied and said that he found them like that, like, like when he's like, I found them like this, you don't know if he's being serious or not. <laughs> yeah, you just as the audience, you, us as the audience, right, that has seen him just being a liar pretty much this entire time. It's just part of his like character. It's oh. pathological. Anyway, we uh, we then uh, transition pretty quickly into what is possibly my favorite training montage I've ever seen uh, shown in manga, because they all yeah. they all decide they're all out of shape. Uh, two of them were never in shape, so they need to do everything they can to be better assassins. So Sakamoto rides his bike to take his daughter to, to school. Day uh, she hasn't started school. I think it's still well, daycare yeah, until. Daycare, yeah. yeah, but yeah, it, daycare. whatever. He, he drives his bike to take his daughter places. Yeah, Shin just starts reading everyone's Shin, mind. Shin practices his ESP. By just like eavesdropping on people. And then Lou drinks. <laughs> Yeah, loot strength. She just starts day drinking like an absolute champion. Yep. My my superpower is alcoholism. Guys, guys, I, I realized my main weakness was hangovers. You can't get hangovers if you never stop Oops. drinking. Pretty much. Uh, I want to take it back for just a split second. The back, mm -hmm. like after you kind of you see the person who is X, well, you don't really see his face. Um, the he's drawing the X on the wall in their blood, and he's reading a beginning illustration book, like training manual or like yeah. uh, like art book. And he's like, <laughs> literally, the balance is slightly off as the X is like completely off balance. But I wonder if the mangaka actually like had that book and just copied a picture of that book into <laughs> like that's how I, <laughs> I I wouldn't be surprised because that thing is dog-eared and has yeah. like note. <laughs> things off yeah, of it. It has, it has the tabs. It has like multiple little mm -hmm. tab like sticky tabs on top of the pages too. So like I just feel like he just was like this guy is an aspiring artist. Let me grab one of my like beginning books I had as a kid before I became a manga <laughs> manga artist. <laughs> just draw it into this series. <laughs> Suzuki sensei is like uh channeling some of his like early frustrations into this yes. character X or something. <laughs> See the see the plot twist that none of us are ready for is that he was part of the terrorist <laughs> gang of uh manga, of manga. and he and he is getting he is practicing uh in the uh painting with blood to create Yo, the ultimate manga. <laughs> I like it. The secrets revealed here. Yes, o only the only the hottest takes on uh, the over manga cast when it comes to plot prediction. Anyway, masterful uh, theory crafting. We uh, anyway, we need to get a collector's item for Hana. <laughs> yeah, we we've, we've had too much uh, lore for a while. We need a nice little uh, one shot adventure. Sugar sugar pack backpack. Oh man, just a Insulate. limited edition backpack. <laughs> what? what, what <laughs> that's not that's not the movie. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Christmas movie. 
Oh, that's right? Jingle all the Turbo way. Man. Yeah, the action figure for his kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is what mm -hmm. I thought of. <laughs> oh, I love how he hears that it's a limited edition collectible. So Sakamoto's just like, don't worry, I contacted my old um, information <laughs> broker from my days as an assassin. He let me in on the download of when one's released. But that's not going to guarantee us the bunny. We got to take out everyone in our way. Sakamoto-san, that's, uh, that's a whole bunch of old ladies and retirees. And also backpack otaku. You don't <gasps> eat gad. <laughs> well, obviously subhuman scum that need to be destroyed. <laughs> These were the villains that they had been facing in their assassin days, obviously. Uh, and poor Shin's like reading all the minds. Uh, it's just, yeah. <laughs> There's a, there's a lot of great scenes of Sakamoto fighting some old ladies. Because <laughs> like it, it's great because because he's like getting like beaten up and bloody like it's like it's the most intense fight of the series yet. Man. He has flashbacks to his training days when he had to escape from a uh, pack of sharks while underwater. Mm hmm. Yeah, and like in the middle of this most intense, like just hilarious concept of a joke, they have to throw in the flashback that just hurts my heart. Uh, where they're oh, like, yeah. "Why are you? Why are you doing this, Sakamoto? Like you're getting beaten up. Like this isn't worth it. It's just a backpack." And it flashes back to when he was first his wife gave birth, and he just saw his daughter for the first time and held her, and he was too scared yeah. to hold her. And then she smiled in that moment. He's like, oh, no. I'm like, dang it, Sakamoto days. Why? Do you remember when you first saw her, when you felt the entire universe tilt on its axis? You know, I don't know what they said back in those days, but I bet anything that her first words were dead. <laughs> Dresden Files cut for you lot out there. Have fun with that one. Uh, this is this is another one of those scenes where it's like, uh, yeah, this this isn't this isn't dumb fun shown and this isn't uh, wacky comedy. This is just a very well done, serious beat. And I love that uh, Sakamoto days mm -hmm. can just stick that landing. And Sakamoto gets the backpack and Shin, having witnessed this flashback in his mind, goes, that's him, Mr. Sakamoto, the <laughs> ultimate father. <laughs> Instead of the ultimate assassin, as he had been calling him previously. And then because we need to end on a comedy beat. Hana goes to her first day of uh, of grade school and uh, some boy thinks that her uh, backpack is neat and she's cute and uh, you want to be my girlfriend and she's and you know being a kid she's like yeah and Sakamoto grabs his gun and Shin and Aoi both grab him and hold him back and Aoi's like it's like it's like they're just kids yeah. it's a schoolyard crush it doesn't mean anything well, that's that's what Shin is saying and then Aoi is like you're gonna have yeah. to let her go yeah. someday <laughs> it's like, I love it. She is fully aware of what yeah, he's thinking. Yeah. <laughs> For the rest of the day, stroke that chapter, Sakamoto is cleaning his gun. <laughs> Just as any good American dad would do. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I... I, I don't know this for absolute certain, but I would bet a lot of money that uh, Suzuki Sensei is a fan of Western oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, comics. Western media, uh, Western media, just in general, because this really does have John Wick vibes. This is this is like a happy, not tragic John Wick, but Japanese. And I love it. But uh, now for our final uh, little mini arc of our reading, uh, <sighs> the Airsoft tournament arc. Because 
what's been happening is so many uh, assassins are still coming after um, Sakamoto, despite the fact the bounty got lifted. Um, well, I guess the people who had yeah. the bounty died, so he's still getting assaulted by assassins. The on people, a... That's the thing. The people who announced the bounty, the person who put the bounty, mm -hmm. the people who got killed were an intermediary. Gotcha. Uh, they were they were going to find the intermediary who was uh, contracting the assassins, but the person who put up the bounty still has the bounty up and uh, active. They just gotcha. don't have any leads to who that is now. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Anyway, that has caused multiple assassins to come a day, and basically the Sakamoto team are dealing with it just fine. But they're like, "This they is really racking the up." Windows. Yeah, they they this is really racking up the repair bills. And then lo and behold, a flyer comes by. Huh airsoft tournament hold on the prize yen prize Ooh, that could buy us some bulletproof glass for the windows and i'm like hold on i need to do some math on this and then i found out bulletproof glass actually very inexpensive safe place when you don't have to worry about buying inexpensive bulletproof glass to put in your windows <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so uh, Team Sakamoto is ready to uh, enter into this, uh, and we are introduced to our antagonist, Hisuke Mashimo, who is uh, stupid and has a bird friend. Okay. Birds! Uh, that's basically the extent of his character. <laughs> you might say he's bird-brained. Uh, but uh, you, have to, you, have to, you left off one super really good important detail. He's like a crack shot. Like, he's obviously like really good. He's a sniper. They have a new... Oh, yeah. New adversary that's also yeah. like actually like a really good shot. Probably wouldn't aim for his bulletproof glasses, so maybe uh, Sakamoto's doomed here. It's kind of a fridge logic moment, but like he's a sniper. We learned that he's a sniper. That's the only thing he's good at. Snipers try not to get close to their targets. Oh, he walks into Sakamoto's convenience store like, hey, I heard Taro Sakamoto was here. <laughs> uh, no, he's not here. But this is Sakamoto's, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's a chain, though. So, like, there are there are thousands of them across Japan. I'll never be able to track him down. <laughs> what a Shane's like, what a dopey assassin. He doesn't even realize he's talking to him. <laughs> My favorite part is uh, Sakamoto-san going, uh, you'd be surprised. The stupid oh, yeah. ones are the ones that yeah. tend to live. <laughs> Which he ends with, remember that shit. <laughs> <laughs> as, as we'll see in other chapters oh. as you guys uh, keep reading as we're almost to a good stopping point that uh shin, yeah shin could playing stupid probably would be more helpful to him sometimes in some of the trouble he gets into here so yeah he does have sakamoto to back him but, up um, that's always yeah. a nice thing <laughs> that's a help through uh this uh, unfortunate set of circumstances uh Heisuke, um doesn't have his big payday coming so he's in desperate need of money because he's currently living in a very ramshackle tent on top of a building uh when he's homeless yeah, yeah. when his uh, little birdie friend drops a flyer on him he's like hey an airsoft tournament i'm gonna enter that there's a max uh, minimum team size of two <laughs> i only have me if only there were two people who would share a team with me meanwhile sakamoto and shin Hey, Lou, do you want to be on our team? I'd rather drink. Okay, Lou. Um. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be. Uh, no, no. She's like, I'm going to stay off to the sidelines because I don't like violent games. Yeah. She's in a cheerleader outfit. <laughs> Not explained. Oh. She's just in a cheerleader also, outfit. Brought a big bottle of sake. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Her, her goal was to drink on the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know what? 
<laughs> know your truth. Hey, two-man right. te- two team. You're stuck with this loser. What? Oh, man, this loser's going to do nothing but weigh us down. Match begin. Three people sniped out. Like, hey, I'm real good at guns. Oh, well then. <laughs> Yeah. How useful. The other thing, the other thing I liked is his Bert uh, in the beginning when he's talking about his money troubles, he mentions that, uh, hey, Pisuke, it takes uh, 20,000 yen a day to feed you. Uh, I, I eat uh, 2,000 yen a day. We really need some money, don't we? Which, it's like, I mean, I understand uh, doing that for your pets. He's like Denji. Only it's more <laughs> self-inflicted. <laughs> and that makes it fun. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty yeah, much. Like uh... But uh, through various shenanigans, mostly Lou being so drunk she blows everyone's cover, Hisuke learns that uh, this uh, tubby guy is in fact Toro Sakamoto. And uh, so he has his bird bring in his live round sniper rifle. And now we're playing for keeps. Look, I'm just saying, if you can train your parakeet to carry your sniper rifle for you, that bird is worth 200 or 20,000 yen 20, a day. 20,000 yen a day. Oh, yeah. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. Is it an African for... parakeet? <laughs> like, come on. I wasn't mocking him for that choice. I was praising him. That's the most sensible thing he did, especially considering the fact that. OK, we also get another example of uh, uh, wacky bullet deflection because uh sakamoto literally just slaps a bullet out of the air admittedly it does hurt his hand it's a chunk but, out uh, of the side of his palm <laughs> like <laughs> yeah we, we also learn that um hisuke has uh specially designed bullets that ricochet up oh, so the, the hawkeye effects going on here uh so and uh mm-hmm. well and i mean like he, speaking of birds one really cool element is uh pisuke yep. uh spots for him mm-hmm He's an incredibly formidable foe. It's only because he's so weak mentally, no. not not just in the intelligence sense, but in the easily startled and overbalanced sense that they're able to escape with their lives. That's the thing during the um, sniper rifle bit where the, he's like spotting them from afar and has called in. He's he accidentally is narrating his backstory to them, which I love because he's just complaining about mm-hmm. himself. Like, like you left the mic on. And it's yeah, just like, they, oh, had, did, they heard that and his, his backstory they had is that's for that, uh, for the, um, uh, airsoft tournament. Mm-hmm. And his, his backstory is literally, I went to assassin school. Cause I found out that I was really good at shooting guns and I was really good at shooting guns to the point. I was ridiculously superpowered at shooting guns, but everyone in assassin school said no one's good. If they can only shoot guns, they need to know how to knife fight and dance and do other things that aren't shooting guns. No one has any use for an assassin sniper. Meanwhile, I'm just reading. I, I think a sniper would be uniquely. Qualified for being singular talented. Like, (laughs) if you're a good sniper, you don't need to do anything else. (laughs) Look, Matt, the stupid ones survive. I'm fair. So funny. Yeah. He's like crying on that page. Like, he's, I'll prove the the worth of an amazing sniper. And it's like literally in the real world, everyone, any kind of like military organization would kill to have you (laughs) on their team. I, 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 yeah. I love how he's being mocked by the people at knife combat going like, oh, yeah. you don't know how to knife fight. And I'm like, dude, knife <laughs> fighting is a last resort. Um, we have we have a common idiom about knives and guns and fighting. Yeah. What are you doing? Bringing a sniper to a gunfight uh, to a <laughs> to a knife fight to a knife fight. This is an honorable <laughs> duel. Let me of just, uh, go Van Gogh on you real quick and cut off an air. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, di- I didn't realize we were following the way out here. Sam, you've never heard of a knife edge deathmatch? <laughs> I mean, I have. But I, I have played oh. Spy from Team Fortress 2 a time or two in my life. The guy but... going, sandwich. <laughs> it, Duh, it's heavy. The, it's the Lemon Demon song, uh, Knife Fight. I, I put that in if we wouldn't get copyright struck. Anyway, like Lemon Demon him. could stop us. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's the thing. I don't think Lemon Demon would stop us legally. Fair. I think Lemon Demon would stop us in other ways. Oh, no. <laughs> also, also, uh, uh, Lemon Demon is cool and you should support them anyway. So anyway, uh, they managed to defeat Hisuke by uh, Sakamoto th- throws a rock through his sniper rifle. Which, OK, I, I, I really like the thing that they did uh, to because like they lost sight of him and they couldn't figure out where his perch was because he was ricocheting. They couldn't triangulate his position, which, you know, again, he's a really, really good assassin. And, you know, it is, you know, intentionally comedic that like, why is this guy not considered top tier? Because he obviously is the thing that they're able to do to uh, figure out his position is um, Shin uh, basically gives him a self-help speech into the still-on headset. His gimmick is that he ends most of his sentences in yo, so Shin screams yo at the top of his lungs into the headset and is able to uh, pick up on uh, the uh, the... He can't hear startled brainwaves. Yeah, he can't hear uh, he can't hear his own voice through the other end of the headset. His lungs aren't quite that good, but uh, he's able to uh, notice the startled brainwaves of uh, of the sniper. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when we get Sakamoto <laughs> rock beats yep. gun. Rock, rock like Kamehameha is the gun. <laughs> like It's a beautiful <laughs> panel of just like the mm-hmm. gun getting just completely shattered apart with this like beaming rock yeah so detailed yeah and and then of this course we also good. get the uh is he even human reaction which uh I, 18 chapters I, in we're gonna finally question his his humanity <laughs> we can just accept that shin is clairvoyant and nagumo is a is a lunar exalt but sakamoto being able to pitch a rock enough to break a sniper <laughs> rifle that's where i draw the line mister <laughs> I need I need some hardcore expositing to make this make sense. <laughs> that old that old logic armor. The other nice thing is uh, another uh, averted cliche is uh, uh, that doesn't you know cancel the airsoft tournament. Of course, uh, why would it? <laughs> team Sakam- Team Sakamoto wins. They get the million yen to renovate the store, and uh, they give. Uh, like 500 yen to uh Hisuke no, they, because uh, they give him 50 yen oh yeah 50 yen because they uh they give him 50 yen because they took all of the damages that they had to pay for out of his uh portion of the winnings <laughs> to be fair he is the one who caused all the destruction so you know as much as as much as that's a uh a kick the dog as much as for it's him, kind of a dick move <laughs> yeah very true yeah very true that brings us to the end of our reading. So, uh, favorite character, and as always with uh, Shonen's favorite oh, fight. Uh, Cody, esteemed. our esteemed, esteemed guest. Favorite character Ooh. and favorite fight. You guys uh, <laughs> need to meet more people in my life, because they'll tell you I'm anything but. Um, <laughs> yeah, favorite character and favorite fight. Um, oh, character's tough. The favorite fight definitely was Shin in, on the roller coaster, I think was definitely my favorite favorite fight there um mm. which i think i gotta go i wouldn't you almost want to pick shin but 
I gotta go with Sakamoto. I just I love the transformation of skinny Sakamoto. I love the internal thoughts in his head that are are displayed. <laughs> um, obviously, he's just uh, really dedicated to his family, and I admire that. You know, wife and child come before anything else, and it's it's just like oh, like there's the slice of life that you you enjoy that you can relate to. Um, especially that if I'm older than Sakamoto, which mm-hmm. is really weird to figure that out. But uh, I digress. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely, <laughs> a, definitely a great character. Love the development. Love how he's so powerful, but yet uh, he has moments of like just trying so hard for his daughter to get that the the sugar the sugar backpack. <laughs> yeah, the sugar backpack. Yeah, Matt, your favorite character and favorite fight. Um, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I think my favorite character is um, Heisoke with uh, his little parrot and his super cool sniping skills and uh, the fight with him and Sakamoto and Shin. I really enjoyed that entire airsoft battle. Uh, it's got real funny moments where they just have like other people who are playing it as a friendly competition just get utterly decimated. <laughs> hey, Sakamoto, we're having a great. Oh no! <laughs> they get so outclassed. Oh, it's just uh, fun, and I I really love his character. He's he's got that dumb guy energy that I love in like a comedy series like this. I can see them doing a lot of fun bits with him. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, I'm a sucker for snipers. Honestly, same. Fair. Uh, Jacob, favorite character, favorite fight? Sort of a fun bit. Uh, going into this, I didn't have any idea who I was going to say my favorite character is because um, it was honestly a pretty close uh, tie between Sakamoto, Nagumo, Lu, and Aoi for a lot of reasons. Uh, but over the course of us uh, talking about it, I think the two that really stood out as favorites were like the audience element surrogate of Shin, you know, talking mm-hmm. about it out loud uh, really made me appreciate him as a character. But I think the the fact that Aoi is a character with despite the fact that she's not around a lot, she's a character with such, uh, you know, meaningful depth to her. And she facilitates both some of the best jokes and some of the most best uh, serious moments of the series. I probably have to go with Aoi with Shin as a very close second. But in all honesty, the characters are absolutely 100 percent one of the uh, biggest strengths of this series. And I mean, like, name the bad one. Like, uh-huh. you know. As for favorite fight, I am so glad, Cody, that you shout uh, that your pick was the um, uh, roller coaster fight, because that is like such a razor margin second pick for me, with the third being the second half of that fight where we have um, Shin uh, fighting blind and getting the because like the reveal of that is so cool. But honestly, the fight that think about the most and enjoyed the most was actually the very first one in the series, uh, Sakamoto versus Shin. Because they very quickly established that this is going to be a funny series. But one thing I did not expect from it was for it to be like really solid, really classic fighty fight type shonen. I wasn't expecting that element of it. It's it's short, it's quick, but it's a really well crafted um, and dynamic fight that I just really appreciated uh, watching. And the surprise of getting that like right away really very quickly endeared me to the series and let me know what kind of a story I was in for, you know, that, you know, it's going to have its serious moments. It's going to have its like, you know, real fights. 
it's also really, really funny. And then, you know, the only element that's missing from that first chapter is the, um, you know, like the particularly emotional elements, like why Sakamono uh, gave up killing and things like that. But mm -hmm. that's definitely the fight that stands out most in my mind. Like the the way that uh, action lines were used created a really dynamic motion to it. All right. And uh, personally for me, uh favorite character is a huge tie between shin and nagumo shin like obviously you're kind of meant to love him because he is the audience uh he's the audience eyepiece into the universe he is uh our diegetic way of understanding what's going on and you, you naturally kind of got to enjoy that but i beyond that the biggest thing i loved about him was he has so much like Dad thinks I'm the coolest energy, especially when Salu shows up. Because <laughs> he very quickly gets into a kind of a sibling rival. Uh, uh, he gets into a quick sibling yep. dynamic with Lou. Yeah, b b because he he's the very like uh, he's the one who tries to do everything right. And she's kind of a slob. And that is always a fun. You're dynamic. late. You were two hours. Late. Uh, but also <laughs> every time. <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't late by much it was two hours <laughs> haven't you ever had a job before yeah i helped my dad sacks. we would bury these uh oddly shaped burlap sacks <laughs> i love that anytime sakamoto is involved it has very big my dad is so cool energy to it when, when shin is involved and nagubo just because i i love agents of chaos i love chaotic trickster characters and he's just a lunar exalt <laughs> which I, I i get in my at least one exalted reference per episode you know that by this point I audience i don't think it counts if you do the same one four times but you know <laughs> at, i said at least one okay <laughs> <laughs> he carries all the same like uh calling cards of my favorite type so i'm like Yes, good, excellent. This is the kind of character who's going to create madness every time he's on screen, and I am super here for it. And uh, my favorite fight, while well, there are a ton of good ones, it's really hard to pick a favorite. Um, I kind of settled on the uh, the stage fight between Shin and Natsu, where Shin has to use his uh, telepathic powers in order to fight. Because I, I just love, you know, the blind eye that sees moments. Uh, Tan like, Tatsu uh, is the name. Uh, Tatsu, yeah. He's fighting the main character from Fairy Tail. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, get, we're getting back to uh, Eden Zero in a later episode. Um, one of my favorite fights from the Tournament of Destroyers in Dragon Ball Super was uh, Gohan's fight. Like, Against the uh, dog guys, because they had the mm -hmm. blinding move. Yeah, I, I love just things that that play against that. Yeah, you know, besides one of the five senses, it's it's something that is you don't think about it that much. So suddenly you take it away. Now you have to get really creative, and they use the rules of the universe to do it very creatively. And I'm super about that. So that was my favorite fight. Mm -hmm. Also, since and, uh, uh, no one mentioned it, actually, uh, I just want to throw a quick shout out for um, uh, Aoi uh, Sakamoto. Uh, I really like her character. Uh, real chill. Oh real yeah, fun background. my favorite. Oh, I didn't pay attention to what you were saying, Jacob. <laughs> As usual. Uh, 
<laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Funnily enough, what I was actually going to say at that point was uh, one of the things that I noticed is it's a it's a sign of a truly quality series that when we get into like the um, you know uh, favorite character and then favorite whatever the tension of the story is. Um, when everyone has uh, something different, but everyone al also always wants to shout out everyone else's favorite, that's mm. usually a sign that you have a really quality series on your hand. Also, I would just I'm actually just really taken aback that, Jacob, you could say a character is your favorite when that character is basically <laughs> Kobeni. <laughs> God damn it. You, uh... I... <laughs> You're right. No, I was loading up the pictures. That's why I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the rest. My yeah, except except one of them has a likable personality. There, You're I right, Kobeni. Fight yeah, me. I know. Wait, wait a second. Are you well, are you questioning well, the likability of Aoi? <laughs> well, my worldview has been shattered. So, would you continue reading Sakamoto Days? A resounding yes from me. Uh, you know, it's funny. When I was reading chapter one, I thought to myself, oh, this is your classic gag manga of uh, it's your classic gag manga of person you don't expect to be incredibly badass is. It's like, hey, this little monkey boy, you don't expect him to be able to throw a car or uh, this bald guy. You don't expect him to be able to, you know, punch a give, giant give someone in, with a punch, give someone with a punch. It's like this fat guy. You don't expect him to be super cool. I thought it was just going to be in that same vein of your classic gag manga. And then it very, very quickly differentiated itself, proved that it had heart, proved that it could do good storytelling and really amazing. Uh, just every aspect of what you want out of a manga. So it hooked me. I want to read more. Uh, yes, <laughs> I, I do read this series and I love this series and I'm still reading this series. God, chapter 50. 58 debuts this coming Sunday. I don't know when this will get posted, so. Um, As of time of recording, yep. So, yeah, I yep. uh, I follow it pretty heavily still out of all the series in the Shonen Jump universe that I try to keep up with and tend to. Um, it's, uh, it's definitely one of my favorites. And, yeah, it just kind of sneaks up on you. It, it really... You, like we talked about from the that first image, you're just kind of like, what? Like, I don't get it. But then it it's so it's so blatantly cleared out to you, and it's so everything is so well woven into the story that the suspense for disbelief, suspense and disbelief is just like it's just easy. It's just it's easy. It's so natural to believe that Shin it's is natural in this world. It's so easy. The Lu and her drunken Tai Chi, drunken monkey style fighting is just to be fun and and uh you know mrs sakamoto right is just the perfect mom for the world um i lied i'm sorry chapter 59 is coming out um so but anyway yeah i do i do enjoy this series and it's it's been a blast so it's been it was actually fun when you guys asked me because i got to like dive back in and some of the things you guys called out i didn't even notice the first time reading through so it's a good uh good tip to go read read reread yep yeah, go reread that's go the power the, of retrospect hindsight and be like oh my gosh like yeah. That the whole like drunkenness of Lou is woven through and through, and I just love it. Always there, <laughs> was always there. Yeah, rereads and rewatches of uh, things can. Uh, I mean, like if you have a good series, then rereading and re or rewatching someone, depending on the piece of media, 
uh, it's you're you're usually gonna notice something cool totally. that you missed uh, previously. I mean, hey, go 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 listen to any of the episodes we have where one of us says that this is something that we've followed a ton of. And yeah, then, and then listen to each and every one of the hosts go. Wait a minute, I didn't notice that. <laughs> Me with kill six billion demons. Uh, uh, Jacob, would you continue reading? Uh, honestly, it was really hard for me to stop at 18. <laughs> so, uh, that's a, that's a resounding yes. And Matt. Oh yeah. Sorry. Keep going. Sorry. No, yeah, no, I was just going to say, yeah, that's I keep, I keep yeah. accidentally cutting you off in the discussion sessions. We, this is like the third keep, episode. This has happened. I feel bad. We need to keep cutting Jacob off. Cause I need that time. <laughs> I, no, Matt, shut up. Jake, go. <laughs> I mean, that's all I was going to say. So. <laughs> we, we really need to stop this whole you and me fusing into one being thing. It's it's just not working out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, over Monkey Cast Season 2, Jossum enters the fray. <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. I'm sorry. I don't even think I want to anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep reading. Um. Uh... It it definitely hits no, uh, a few notches on like things I like. Like it's low energy. No, low energy is really what I mean. It's not like expecting a lot from you to keep reading. Um, mm. The stakes are there, but like they're high stakes, but not like in a serious it, way. Like it, it's good it's to have one investment. of those. Yeah, there we go. It's a low investment series, and you know. Sometimes it's good to have one of those on the side when you're reading like a bunch of things that are like, man, this gets really deep or man, this is really sad or man, Matt, why do you read a whole bunch of like psychological horror things? And I'm like, I don't know. Uh, uh, let's read some Sakamoto days as a chaser. <laughs> All right. So uh, thus concludes this episode of the over manga cast. Uh -huh. Cody, thank you so much for joining us. It's good to uh, finally be on an episode with you. I kind of feel like I have a, a parasocial relationship with you after uh, <laughs> editing the episode you were on it's good to finally uh be here to record one someone knows what i sound like <laughs> no no uh agreed uh, always a pleasure to and it's funny because i'm still in your guys's discord channel so every time i see like new people coming on to talk i'm like oh i want to be one of those new people i want to be a part of the group i didn't i didn't leave the channel i just <laughs> thought i'd just stay in there and say hi from time to time so hi <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, we're, we are happy to have you. Oh, yeah. So um, uh, my day job is uh, I am the uh, essentially a marketing, like a marketing program manager for Shonen Jump. Um, so I get to work alongside the editorial team, the English editorial team, essentially that, that helps translate all these great series at Shonen Jump. And we work on the app and uh, work with uh, marketing and advertising, obviously, to make sure people find us and and get on there and enjoy these great series that you can read. Um, we have over 15,000 chapters now in that, in on that app. So you can find a manga um, and more are coming. I promise you uh, more are coming. So, um, and some, I'm really excited for what's in store this year. So everyone's always excited to hear what Viz and Shonen jumps up to. And obviously uh, more on the Viz side, you know, obviously the bleach bleach anime coming this year everyone's stoked about but um obviously i work mainly in the manga side so you can find me at uh, on twitter at uh, jump cody i know it's a great name i came up with on the on the fly because i work for shonen jump and i was like hey like i'm cody and i work for shonen jump jump cody so 
crazy. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm there tweeting usually just about what series are hot and fun. And uh, sometimes I make we make fun comments about the lack of NFTs that Shonen Jump's never going to do, hopefully, uh, and all that. So, and I, I am big into Master Duel right now. So. Um, I'm trying to make a, a relevant tune deck that can beat beat some of the meta. I know that's a tough tough challenge. Yeah, <laughs> that's an oxymoron. Only deck, only deck <laughs> I ever like associated with, like I felt like passionate about. Like the old warrior decks were good, and like I love the tune monsters. Those are my favorite. So like all these new cards, I'm just like, uh, I don't get. I don't oh. have that bond, that attachment that I felt when I like first like, opened Tune World, you know, and saw it in a pack or. Uh, oh gee, I, I could yeah, never yeah, guess yeah, why I, you like Tune Monsters so much. I say, staring yeah, at yep, your yep, staring at your Pegasus. So, so it, it's really cool. So <laughs> I never worked for a video game media company ever like this ever in my life until I got. I've now been at Viz for two years, and it was like everyone had um, an image of like a character from one of their favorite series. Like they don't even have like pictures of themselves on the other like Slack and and Google. Um, so I instantly was like. Then my my first boss, uh, 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 Sasaki-san, um, you know, uh, editor in chief of Shonen Jump <laughs> in Shueisha, Sasaki-san, um, was my boss, and and so his first task to me was to read a hundred chapters of manga a day, um, and so this just like seeing Pegasus reading uh, funny comics uh, was just like exactly exactly how I felt, so because <laughs> I was reading literally. Hundreds of chapters of manga, you were going uh, for. for the first couple of weeks I was at Viz just to like pick <laughs> in analytical notes, you know, obviously it's the tropes and the themes. And and yeah, I had read Shonen Jump as a fan, but I'm like a Shonen Jump professional, right? So like that diplomatic thing we talked about earlier and like understanding like the connections between series and and uh you know some of the aesthetic design and and uh you know I didn't notice the Kobeni thing. Anyway, that that's like I'm like I'm gonna screenshot this and send this <laughs> to my coworkers and we're gonna have a good laugh about it. But um yeah, so anyway, long story short, you can find me at Jump Cody and yes, I'm uh I'm I'm talking Master Duel or talking about Ted Lasso or whatever I'm watching on Apple TV. So you guys can follow me there. Um yeah, so thanks. It's always a, always a pleasure to be with you guys. And hopefully next time next time you guys invite me, I'll be a friend of the show. You can be a guest anymore, just friend of the show. <laughs> yep, yeah. yep. Friend you'll of get the that. pod, Jump Cody, the esteemed title. Uh, yeah, get that upgrade. <laughs> hey, and, hey, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe we'll uh, go through some Yu-Gi-Oh and we'll get to uh, 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 oh Duelist Kingdom dude. and uh, uh, call and you in for that one. Double check this. You might have to edit this out. There is a new season of a new anime of Yu-Gi-Oh coming this spring. So, very time. Yes. I do believe there we, is. We do like releasing episodes when it, when uh, a big announcement is coming out. Yep, I gotta yep, hit yep, that yep, sweet yep. SEO. It's it's <laughs> we we're doing it doing it it is on a on a regular basis too. So anyway, yeah, definitely always a pleasure, gents. Mm-hmm. Please, please, please invite me anytime. Absolutely. So that's where you can go find Cody. Uh, you can find us on all of the social medias where we are at over manga cast. Be sure to follow us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram for our premier high quality posting. We are on YouTube where we are also over manga cast. Uh, you can 
listen to individual episodes there or our uh our various promo clips and comment on individual episodes like comment and subscribe if you'd be so kind give us some uh, reviews on your podcatcher of choice we uh really appreciate those Mm -hmm. and shoot us recommendations of what to read on twitter at OverMangaCast. matt might pay attention to you i don't guarantee it though I I don't respect Jacob's opinion, so I'll infinitely respect everyone else's. Yeah, as long as it's not me. Uh, And make sure to tune in next week, where actually uh, Jacob's opinion uh, will matter quite a bit, because we're going back to uh, his favorite 2021 manga. Uh, We're going back to Eden Zero, chapters 29 through 48. Yeah, I am looking forward to this. So if you want to keep up with the pod, uh, read those chapters of Eden Zero, and uh, we'll catch you all next Thursday. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night.